Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with a very special edition of the Chick Foley Show. It is the fifth annual Chicky Awards. Uh, we got a ton of a ton of awards to discuss tonight to go through all of our favorites from 2023, but we can't get started without introducing the stars of the show. So Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, we wanted to do this episode a little earlier, but you know, things have been a little crazy around here. So, um, you know, I know you've heard all of your wrap up episodes and New Year's hoopla, but uh, we're here with uh, the, the official Chick Foley Chickies, uh, finally. So I'm stoked. Yeah, we wanted to let the uh, let the smoke clear a little bit, you know, yeah. before we dropped ours. And I actually, we had, you know, everybody in our house has been a little under the weather last <laughs> yeah. week, so we had to postpone it. But I, I think it helped. It's going to make for a better product. Uh, Marco, what's happening up in Boston? Nothing much, man. It, it seems like it's been uh, forever since we all got together and uh, did a show. I think what was the last one, like World's End or before that? Yeah. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. So. The, the, yeah. And, we, and we didn't even have uh, the Fig God with us during that one. Yeah. Insane. Yes. Yeah, he uh, ditched us. He big-timed us. Yeah, he big-timed us for Colorado. <laughs> Jordan, you got to tell us, man. How was the uh, – the Foley fam hasn't heard yet. How was the Colorado trip? <laughs> it was good. Um if you ever go to Colorado and you want to go during the winter, Estes Park is the place to go because it's not it's not a ski town, so it's not like super busy during the winter. Uh, if you go during the summer, they said there's like two hundred and fifty thousand people there a day. If you go during the winter, fifteen thousand. So it's it's definitely. I was, uh, I was just picturing Jordan on the slopes. Oh yeah, know. absolutely. I got I got up there and shredded some gnar or whatever they say. <laughs> yeah, I, I really got after it. Um, but no, it was it was really good. It was relaxing. Uh, it's always nice going up into the mountains, especially when there's a it fresh snowfall. It looks really snowfall. pretty. So, yeah, it was really fun. I've always swore to myself, if I ever go to Colorado, I'm staying in crested butt. It's a good choice. Good choice. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> All right. Let's turn it over to our very special guest, man. He he had a cameo on the Pod Warriors during our San Diego Comic-Con episode last summer, but he's here for his first time on the Mothership the Chick Foley Show, the OG Fig Kid, Thomas Montalto, all the way from the Turnbuckle Tavern. What's going on, man? Not much. I'm happy to finally be here. Thank you guys <laughs> for having me. Yeah, you've been on every every uh, Chick Foley spinoff that there is. Yeah. You've, uh, you've partaken <laughs> and, um, you know. You're officially you officially made it, it took to the five flagship. years, man. Yeah, <laughs> triple crown. Not by any not by any intention. We we love Tom, but uh, yeah, finally the schedule's lined up, the stars aligned, all the planets are you know in a row. And, and Tom is here with us. And it's a good one to be on. This is typically like this and the uh, the San Diego Comic-Con episode are usually our, our two biggest. Uh, that and like the WrestleMania review. That's like our three like tentpole uh, episodes for the year, man. So Tom yeah, only comes out, out for the. Four, yeah, what yeah. our big four shows are. Tom only comes out for the, uh, the big shows, man. But he's here tonight. And we're looking forward. We got 11 different categories of award to bring you guys. Um, we're going to also let the, uh, the Foley fam chime in with some of their picks, some of their, uh, they pitched in with, with some choices on these and it's going to be fun. Um, before we go any further, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find us on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley show. You can join all the fun over on Facebook at our private Facebook group, um, at Chick We do lots of cool stuff in there and you can find the links to all of our pod foundation brethren at there as well. We got coming down the aisle, 
Turnbuckle Tavern and the guys over at the Extra Cooler Show. So make sure you're following all of our Pod Foundation friends to get all the wrestling content that you need for the week. Yep, Tom is a uh, proud member of the Pod Foundation, and uh, we'll let the OG Fit Kid do his plugs right now. Also, thank you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the OG Fit Kid. Uh, but we have the brand new Patreon for the Turnbuckle Tavern. So if you haven't joined yet, it's only two ninety nine a month. Head on over to theturnbuckletavern.com. Come join us today. All right. Yeah, super fun group in there. We we highly support the uh, the guys over the Turnbuckle Tavern. They're putting out high quality content, just hand over fist. Is that the expression, hand over fist? Yes. Yeah, I'm not exactly. I've never really understood what it means, but yeah, that is. Well, I started a, to uh, think is expression. it hand over foot, and then I was like, no, it's hand <laughs> over fist. But they're they're putting out a ton of good content, regardless of what the expression is. Um, so yeah, definitely get in there and check it out. And if you're not subscribed to Turnbuckle Tavern, I don't know what you're waiting for. All right. Without further ado, it's time. Welcome to the 2023 Chicky Awards. Yeah, screw the Golden Globes. Who needs that? Yeah, this is the uh, the premier award show in uh, sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's just dive right into it, man. Tom's our guest. We're going to let him go first. And the first category of the night is Breakout Wrestler of the Year. Oh, wow. So I, I did a lot of debating over this one when I found out I had to go first. I was like, all right, I got to do some research. And after debating, looking at WWE, looking at AEW, looking at everything in wrestling, I had to pick Swerve Strickland. Mm. Yeah. He, that guy is so far above where he was coming into this year. Like, I don't know how you could not pick him. That guy is probably going to win the AEW title this year. He had some banger matches that match the... Uh, at the la- was it the last pay per view against Hangman the Death Match? Oh yeah, the yeah. Texas Death Match. Full yeah. gear, full gear. Full gear. What a, what that guy to me, like what a year he's had. Like he was kind of incredible. Like lost when the year started, right? Like he was with Keith kind of toiling away. Yeah, yeah. Like and for him to bounce back the way he does, I don't know how you could pick anybody but Swerve. Mm. Yeah, Good I choice. agree. That that was my that was my breakout pick yeah. was was Swerve. Jordan. Yeah. Mine was swerve as well. I just, I, I, I'm going to echo what Tom said, man. Uh, beginning of the year swerve looked like he was just going to, uh, toil away in obscurity. And, um, yeah, man, it just, he finished the year so strong and he's definitely going to win the title this year. I just don't know when it's going to be, but it's definitely coming. And yeah, swerve is the, he's the man he's presented like a million man. bucks. He's got Prince Nana on his corner. Like his entrance is the best. I mean, I honestly yeah, he's got, don't. He's got know. Brett doing the little swerve dance, you know. Brett, every anytime swerve comes out, <laughs> Brett's over there, like you know, doing just the Prince Nana. doing the doing the Prince Nana, yeah, yeah. So I think that was a pretty easy one for me. I didn't even have a second on this one. I just I thought he easily ran away with this. Marco, yeah, I, I mean, I had an honorable mention, uh, definitely swerve, but the honorable mention for me is Eddie Kingston. Um, Ooh, that's you know, a good one. Commenting at the end of the year, you know, becoming a triple crown champion. Um, and just like during last year, just like ascending, just like just growing throughout the year, just like, you know, it was just almost like a perfect story. Like, you know, he starts off like kind of slow um, at the beginning, middle of it starts to ramp up. And at the end, he, you know, he caps it off with a big win um, against, you know, John Moxley and winning that that title. So um, definitely you can definitely make an argument for him. There's a, a ton of other people, too. There's plenty of people in WWE that could get that crown as a breakout star. But yeah, it's definitely, definitely swerve 
uh, kind of took over uh, everything, <laughs> pretty much. So I guess I'll be the uh, the lone dissenting voice, man. I, I made this choice, uh, you know, definitely a little bit just to be a little uh, a contrarian. I knew that it was going to be heavy for Swerve, but then also like. I kind of held Swerve in really high esteem before the year even started, man. Yeah. I thought this dude's been awesome for a while. Like, you know, I thought Hit Row really kind of worked in WWE while he was a part of it, man. He was great during this time at NXT. Um, so stick with NXT. I'm going Trick Williams, man, just because yeah. Yeah. Trick yeah. Williams was nothing to me at the start of the year, man. I, he was, you know, he was like the sidekicks in Hit Row. He was like, you know, maximum male models. He was, you know, take your pick of low card, going nowhere, WWE act, just a basic yeah. sidekick. That's where I had Trick at at the start of 2023. And, you know, today, dude, I just forked over a couple hundred bucks for me and the whole family to go to go and watch him uh, main event Vengeance Day next month in uh, Clarksville, Tennessee, man. He's got the crowd behind him. He's got a way of, even though, you know, he looks like he should be a freaking, you know, first round draft pick as a, as a wide receiver in the NFL, man. He's got a way of just getting the sympathy from the crowd. Mm. And I think Trick's the man. I'm really excited to see what he does this year. Yeah, that's a good shout. Good Nobody pick. picked LA Knight, which is kind of shocking. I think LA Knight had, he definitely had a big year for LA Knight, dude. Like there is no denying that LA Knight had, you know, just some standout moments. Um, and the crowd was super behind him. You know, his whole, his whole shtick got way over, but like, you know, I don't know. He just never really, I was never really fully on board with, with LA Knight, you know, like it just never really did. I never took him serious, I guess I should say. And that's, that's bad to say. I mean, yeah. you know, no, no shade to him, but I just never took him as a serious competitor for like the world title or anything, you know? Yeah. We'll go with some of the listener picks. Uh, Jamie Willis of three points of articulation podcast. He had Julia Hart. Good yeah. pick. That's good. Uh, we had four, four different people pick Swerve Strickland. David Brooks said Logan Paul. I don't know if that's tongue in cheek or what. I mean, he had a good year. I don't know if he had a breakout year. Yes. A couple mm-hmm. people picked LA Knight and then uh, Matt Carlos, he picked Trick Williams as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I said, a lot, a lot of good picks across the board. Um, but yeah, I think Swerve's definitely going to be pretty much the uh, damn near unanimous choice across the, uh, the IWC. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to this. Should be a fun one. The blunder of the year. I'm passing this one to uh, Jordan first. Blunder of the year. Um, this one took me a while to come up with, but I still think, to me, this is the biggest blunder, AEW letting Jade walk. Um, uh, yeah. I, I know that they don't focus a ton on the women's division, but she's just an absolute star. Um, I know we haven't got to see her wrestle yet in WWE, but it's coming sooner than later, probably Royal Rumble, I would imagine. Um, I just I feel like them letting her walk was... <laughs> I mean, it, it's pretty high up there on the list of people I would not have let leave my company. Uh, I get it. That's what she wanted to do. But, I mean, in the end, when you're under contract and um, they should have re-signed her way before this happened. Yeah. So, I think they're mm-hmm. going to regret that one for a while. I agree. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned you think she debuts at the Rumble. You think she wins it or do you think she's in like the... The diesel, like, cane spot of just coming in and wrecking shop for a while before getting tossed. I don't think she wins. I just don't think she's there yet. I don't think her winning either the SmackDown or Raw title is imminent. I, I do think she'll still end up in NXT for a little while and win that belt. That would be something, though, if she did win the Rumble and then challenge for the NXT title. I'd, that'd be I get, cool. I guess be that'd be different. Get her on the WrestleMania stage. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'd like that. 
All right, Marco, what's your blunder of the year? Man, I don't even that. That's actually a really good one. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a ton of things that uh, happen. Do we have to relegate it to uh, like wrestling, or can we go a little bit outside if we need to? Sure, whatever you want, dude. It's your, um, it's your award to give. I'm, just, I'm, I'm really interested <laughs> to see where this goes. I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just asking. Marco's um, going to award it to some obscure film that came out at yeah. Sundance. Oh no! I was um um, I, I'm hoping I'm not mixing it because my years start to merge, but it would have to be the WCW Nitro Mattel Creations uh thing that, that never transpired. Was that, that, that is, last that's year? That's a solid pick. That one hurts, man. Yeah. That one, that one cuts. Not that was this year. That was right around WrestleMania like time. Two years, two years ago for I, sure. Because I was like, I had to check, and I was like, it was, it was last year. I thought it was a year before. But this yeah. has been a, this has been a big crazy year in wrestling. When you I, think back to like, you know, all the way back to WrestleMania and all that's happened, even just from like the Rumble to WrestleMania, yeah, like I, it's freaking, and it's it, it's crazy, uh, insane. But yeah, that, that's my yeah, blunder that of was, the year. That was a total botch from the yeah. start, man. I, I still say if they just would have extended it till like that Monday morning because it expired on a Friday night at midnight. I think if they would have extended it through that Monday morning. It would have hit because it did have some momentum. I was, I was playing a game of Madden and basically refreshing after every play and it was taken up pretty steady, but it just ran out of time, man, before yeah. I could hit the I mean, base we, level. Yeah. We kind of, we kind of talked about a little bit on a uh, raw down last night where you can, uh, you can take that Amazon uh, ultimate Hogan and uh, kind of, you know, do like a, a mock-up version of the, uh, WCW Hogan with the other Hogan's that are yeah. out nowadays. So if, if if you want to relive that, you know the glory days of what could have been, uh, <laughs> you can definitely do that. But yeah, that was I was thinking back and I was like, man, I was like, definitely Jade Cargill was that. That was a huge, uh, you know, a flop on their end. But yeah, that that Mattel Creations, um, that that really uh that really did a number on um on a lot of collectors and stuff like that because now we get a. See what's going to happen this year if there if there's going to be a you know a big thing happen and so we'll see but yeah that was like a that was a huge that was a huge mess for everybody uh, in the wrestling mm-hmm. community. I feel like if I, they did it now, I feel like if they did it now, it would work because they're finally mentioning Mattel and the figures on TV. Yes, and and they yep. mentioned it like on SmackDown two days before it was going to end. Yeah. And it's like now you yeah. do it. Like they yeah, actually yeah. build this up and put it front and center. Like mm-hmm. it would have absolutely sold if they did it the right way. Yeah, I think. And so. uh, mm-hmm. now that they're focusing on the figures more, I feel like it would have passed because they would have featured it more on Raw and SmackDown and everywhere yeah. else. Yeah, I agree. I think it could have. Uh... I think it definitely could have worked. Even though what they had there could have worked. I just think the strategy was just off, man. I went with uh, Brock's shorts exploding at SummerSlam. Dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's you know, one. he's That's got this big, you know, this, it really, even though we never got an explanation whatsoever about why it happened, but it had been a pretty damn good feud between <laughs> him and uh, Cody. They have a badass match at SummerSlam, super dramatic. And like, you know, we hit the home stretch and Brock's just wrestling in like a loincloth, dude. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> his shorts are shattered. Thank God he had on like, you know, some compression compression tights underneath. And then he did something he almost never does, man. He straight up just put over Cody afterwards, dude. Like raised yeah. his hand, gave him a hug. But the whole time oh, he's got to wow. have one yeah. hand on his crotch. Yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> he's got, you know, it's like a freaking dandelion just waiting to get blown, dude. The way it, with his little pieces of fabric <laughs> hanging on that waistband, dude. I th- so yeah. I, I know we got a Brock coming up in Elite 108, man. I'm, I'm almost got my fingers crossed that Some they, fi- yeah, they find a way to execute <laughs> that, man. Um, um, 
but yeah, I, I got to get just for the comedy of, of Brock Schwartz, dude, getting freaking wrecked by Cody. Yeah. And it just kind of happened all at once. It wasn't like we saw like, oh, man, there's like a hole in Brock no, Shorts. Like and like, you, you looked know, up, you and, looked up and yeah, his shorts are just like in a million pieces. It looked like he had like the Ultimate Warriors arm tassels like tied around his waist. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think I think he was so excited that he was in the ring with Cody Rhodes that he couldn't contain himself. And he just his pants just exploded. That's what I that's what I like to think anyway. <laughs> Oh, that's hey, what would happen to you. He got Cody's <laughs> respect, man. He got, I mean, he got Brock's respect. So that's why I always say, dude, you know, yeah. you got to wreck his attire, dude, if you want yeah, to. Yeah, uh, you blow Brock's shorts over. off, you're going to get a handshake after. <laughs> you get like the, the Paul Hollywood handshake. Shane, what do you got? Um, mine is, uh, my, I mean, Brock, I think that's at the top of the list. Uh, but CM Punk returning to WWE with that simple Jack haircut, dude. Oh, I think that's God. a big, that's, dude, he, he has, he hasn't been in WWE, you know, in 10 years. We're supposed to pretend like we never, we never saw this dude in AEW, right? Like they, like, it's just like completely unmentioned. Like he's just been gone out of history. And then he shows up looking like that, dude. I was like, oh, he's had so many God. different varieties of hairstyle that have always worked for him. So yeah. he is, you know, he's a handsome guy, dude. He's had yeah, like, got you know, good facial features. Longer hair, he's had like yeah. medium hair, he's had like Don Draper look, he's had the buzz cut, but yeah, he just it looked like it, it looked like it somebody looked like, who was right out of boot camp. Dude. Yeah, he like, went to he went to his mom and was like, Oh shit, I gotta be on freaking yeah. uh, WWE tonight. Get, go, get the like, yeah, go get the floby. Yeah, go get the floby. <laughs> the suck cut. Yeah, yeah it was simple jack. Cut. What a deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> simple uh, jack. Millennials, millennials will know. Millennials yeah. will know. Uh Tom, what do you got, man? All right, so I hate to speak ill of the dead. But oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, no. Tom, Tom, we said not, not to go all in on this show. I, <laughs> yeah. I had to pick the Mountain Dew Lights Out match. Like, oh, yeah. See, I feel like that's aged pretty well, man. Yeah. It was oh. kind of what the hell at the time, but it was unique, man. I thought that, I thought that was a good – if you got to do a product tie-in match – I thought that was pretty cool. We're going to end up getting like the most badass Bray Wyatt figure ever off of it, man. I agree. Watching it at the time, I was like, what the hell? But I've gone back and watched that match a couple of times since then. And there's not a whole lot of stuff I've gone back and watched this year. Uh, maybe I'll go back and watch it again. I just remember cringing the whole time and before it and after it. But oof. I don't want to see any more yeah. sponsored matches like that. Nowhere, anywhere, please. Oh, that it's dude, it's it's gonna be a thing. They've they've actually like fine tuned it now. Like they've they've got to where now, like I feel like everything is gonna be sponsored, man. So. I feel like if you if you could just kind of like you know block it out of your mind that it's a Mountain Dew match, I think it works, man. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then the day is Bray's last ever match, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll bring a little levity. I think honorable mention is uh, just just for the irony of it is when uh, Shane returns at WrestleMania 39 and you know uh, tears his McQuad. Yeah. You know, and, uh, I'm like, well, yeah. dude, the, the the McMahons have the most weak quad muscles of all time. Yeah. Like, you know, that's definitely tear, like this torn quad. That's what happened to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he tore his quad muscles, dude. So it's just like, dude, that history history repeating itself. You know. Yeah. 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 Two of our listeners picked Shane McMahon as. WrestleMania botch. Fest. Oh, I didn't even. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I yeah, stole we had the uh, Thunder. Brett Sherrill. He picked Flop Dollar, that infamous flop. Oh from, my uh, god, Top Dollar. <laughs> he was actually he was actually at Memphis Wrestling last week. Man, I was almost tempted to go and check it out, dude. Uh, Jimmy Willis put Rey Mysterio almost breaking his neck at Crown Jewel. Oh. Um, David Brooks had AEW choosing Jungle Boy over CM Punk. I don't think that was exactly <laughs> how it played out, yeah, but I get what you're saying. And uh, Brian Vermeer, I can definitely agree with his. He says Dolph Ziggler released. That probably yeah. should have been the unanimous choice because yeah. we all know the show off should have been at the top of the card in WWE the last five years instead of you know showing up on Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. 
All right, let's get into tag team of the year. Marco, you're up first on this one. Oh, man. Yeah. When you sent me that text, I was like, damn it. Why would you let me kick this off? Um, but yeah, those obviously tons of great tag teams across all, you know, all the organizations. Um, but I'm going to go with a <clears throat> sort of a non tag team um, only because, you know, they brought, you know, relevancy to WrestleMania with their main event. And that would be Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, yeah, they're, they're my tag team of the year. Um, just bringing, like I said, just bringing that uh, feeling back with the tag team championships. Obviously, afterwards, it wasn't, you know, wasn't that great. But, you know, leading up to WrestleMania, um, it was it was just a it was just a, a a moment that I don't think anyone could even imagine that two tag teams would be main eventing night one of a WrestleMania. And that hasn't happened since what WrestleMania one, um, if I if I recall. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I so mean, another tag team match. Yeah, forty event. WrestleMania or thirty nine WrestleManias in the can. WrestleMania forty comes along, and you know, tag team wrestling is back in the forefront for uh, for WWE. Anyway, I shouldn't I shouldn't relegate it to all organizations. So, but yeah, that that's my um, that's my tag team of the year is Sammy and KO. Yeah, I feel that man. They had a uh, they had a, a really good match in the main event of Crown Jewel, or no, it was Night of Champions also, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, the match where they lost the belts to the Judgment Day was a damn good one too. The like Pittsburgh Street Fight or whatever. Yeah, I'm going with the other half of the WrestleMania main event uh, with the Usos. Man, mm. I know it's it's kind of an awkward pick since they've really been broken up since uh, the end of July. But I think that achievement of having you know for the first time in WWE WWF history having the tag team championships main event WrestleMania yeah. was huge. They went on to play a huge part in, you know, the hottest angle of the first half of the year with the bloodline. And then it was a straight up banger. They had money in the bank main event against Roman and solo. Yeah. Uh, and they actually got the pin on the, the tribal chief, man. So for that reason, I go Usos. I do think this is a really, really weak year for for tag teams, though, across really yeah. all of, of American wrestling. I, I haven't really kept up with the Japanese scene as much as I should this year. But I, I think even across AEW, man, their tag division has been a little bit weaker. Uh, than usual. So, uh, Sheena, I'll pass it to you for your tag team of the year. Yeah, I'm going to co-sign with you. I picked the Usos. I just, like you said, that, excuse me, they had such a big part in all of the Bloodline storyline. And it was just kind of like, this was the roller coaster year, right? We saw the Bloodline coasting and doing their thing together. And then this is where, this is the year where it all kind of just fell apart. Some of it's come back together. Jimmy freaking, you know, kicked Roman and just so much has happened. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going with the Usos. All right, Tom. I have to go FTR because they're no matter what match they're in, they could put on a banger at any time. And they've put on bangers this year again. They had the Bullet Club Gold on Collision. They just had to match last week. Well, I guess that would be this year, so that doesn't count versus uh, <laughs> Blackpool <laughs> Combat Club. The Bullet Club Gold match was a good one, though. That, that, was, probably, that was like that 42-minute long, best two out of three falls, right? Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. And, and they, they're just capable of putting on a banger at any time. I love, I love FTR. They're my favorite tag team right now. Probably my favorite favorite tag team ever really close with the road warriors i don't know if anybody could ever top the road warriors but ftr is right there their match quality their work ethic i love what they do i love everything about them all right jordan i went ftr as well um i just to echo what tom said i just felt like they had a ton of really good matches this year um the young bucks match at wembley was awesome uh their matches with the guns were really good uh the aussie open matches were good 
And then, I mean, they even made the most out of uh, wrestling uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I thought those matches were even at least passable for a tag team match. And then, obviously, the, it ended with uh, with old Big Bill. But um, I, I really enjoyed FTR, so I felt like they had a really good year and kind of went under the radar, honestly. All right, some of our listener choices. Uh, Jamie Wills and Johnny JB both had the acclaimed. Two choices for FTR, one one vote for Usos. Uh, better than you, baby. I think that's a pretty good pick, man. Yeah, As David Brooks pick. came in with that one, yeah. they were really kind of the center of, you know, the the AEW main event scene over the last half of the year. Um, they really only tagged together a handful of times, but good pick. Uh, a couple picks for KO and Sammy, and then Matt Carlos came in with the the Motor City Machine Guns, dude, mm. that was showing some uh, TNA okay. Impact love. So I like that one, man. All right. Uh, next up worst figure of the year. So I'm kicking off this one. Um, I, I kind of went a little off script on this. This isn't just this, this isn't like the straight up worst figure of the year. I kind of balanced this against like expectations, right? Cause I think, I think that rush collectibles, Larry Zabisco is without a shadow of a doubt, the worst figure made this year. Um, but as far as expectations go, man, when I heard we were getting an Andre the Giant Ultimate Edition, I was thinking sky high. Mattel's always done a really good job with Andre, and I was so underwhelmed with the way that one was executed, oh. man. Just with the with the Ultimate Edition articulation, just did not freaking work with um, just didn't work with it with the way that you know the single strap singlet that Andre works, man. It just looked awkward. I didn't like the figure at all. I much prefer the old Elite or the Legends pick that had the cloth singlet to it. I thought it was way better. Um, and yeah, for that reason, I, I think it was, you know, it's not the, probably not the overall worst figure there, but I think it was definitely my most, uh, disappointing. How about you, Tom? Uh, I was, I mean, I love that Andre figure. I don't have a problem with it as much as other people do. Uh, I know people wanted the soft goods singlet, but I, I think it worked for that figure. If I had to pick, I have to pick the FTR figures from Jazzwares, the one with little Knick on it like those those figures what the hell are those those are some of the worst figures i've ever seen they should have never been put out they're just terrible you're talking about the ones in the white gear yeah 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 you got max with the screaming face it's just terrible absolutely terrible yeah i had to have them just because i really liked completing the pinnacle and the all white look but i agree man not not a big fan of those those are amongst some of the low lights from uh from jazzwares uh jordan how about you Okay, I just want to preface this by saying we're not ripping on this particular company, but just this figure as oh a boy. whole. Uh, the ringside Owen Hart to me was just an abomination. Oh, like good I, choice, dude. I just, yeah, dude. It, it That's took, another one. Huge letdown. It took me until the Christmas sale to to finally get it because it was. I think I only paid like fifteen bucks for it at that point. I thought it was worth it, but man. The pictures of it, wow. yeah, yeah. The pictures of it do it no justice of how awful it is. Like I don't even know <laughs> who that person is. Like the face is just, I don't know, man. If, I think if it's this the was, paint on it, dude. I feel like the sculpt is okay, but it's like the way it's painted. He just he looks psychotic, man. Mm-hmm. I, dude, he just the looks like a lady crazy. you'd see at the grocery store getting her groceries yeah. for her kids. I just <laughs> I don't get it, man. It's it's so bad. And Seth told me how bad it was. And I mean, obviously, you can only take what you can take from pictures. But yeah, when I got it in hand, I was like, Jesus, this is this is definitely my worst figure by far. Yeah, they owe us a good Owen, man. It's been it's been too long. Uh, Sheena, what do you got? 
Um, I'm probably going to have to go with Ultimate Edition Jimmy Uso. Um, I mean, if we want to call it a Jimmy, Jimmy. Uso figure, because Jamie yeah. Uso, <laughs> Jamie, Jamie Uso. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah. yeah, they it had always... they had Jay on the box, and then like the figure just. The whole thing was jacked up. And if it dude. just had a half decent head sculpt, like the the gear and everything, like the figures were awesome. But it's just, yeah, it's all even Jimmy said it himself, dude. When they yeah. did that, they did that review on or that reveal on ringsidecollectibles.com, Jimmy was like, That's Jay. Like Yeah. I mean, what and I mean, more I do you know, need to hear? Dude, and I know they're twins, dude, but like they're they're not they're, identical they're, twins. There are though. distinct differences. Twins. Yeah, there's yeah. distinct differences between them. Like you I can you can clearly tell Jimmy and Jay apart if they're standing next to each other. Yeah. I mean they righted the wrongs a little bit with those newer Usos, yeah. but uh the, yeah, yeah, the, man. the ultimate edition, the, they should be perfect. You know, that's again, that's why I picked Andre, dude. My, my, because they've done such a good job with that line, my expectations are just sky high for those figures, man. So it's always a letdown when, when one doesn't hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marco, what do you got for your worst figure of the year? Yeah. So I had, <clears throat> I had two pretty much, uh, Jordans and yours, Seth, but, um, I'm going to okay. lean towards the Andre the Giant figure. I think I, yeah. I think I was one of the, when we were commenting on it when it did release, I, I was one of the people just like, they the singlet it should have been a cloth singlet it's an ultimate cloth edition figure. Would have been awesome there's no yeah. reason why it shouldn't have been um you know cloth singlet you take it off he's wearing you know the trunks whatever you know that, it, that's that's all they really need to do not a not a big uh not a big issue there it's a you know doesn't take that much to do that material but um yeah, yeah. for the for the first in line you know ultimate edition andre the giant figure that everyone was clamoring for it was definitely a miss on my end with that and they i mean the t-shirt we could have done without the t-shirt and just one with the singlet personally all right the uh the listeners uh we had two people chime in with that rush collectibles larry zabisco yeah like i said i think if you take the expectations out of it that was objectively the worst wrestling figure released this past year just it looked horrible if it, it falls apart if you like you so much as look at it so yeah very bad uh zach herster said the ultimate edition target bret hart uh, he was kind of just talking about all of the Bret Hart head sculpts, man. How, yeah. 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 It's almost, I, I really feel like it's just a practical joke. Mattel's playing on us now. Like how crappy can we make these Bret head sculpts mm-hmm. and people will still buy the figures. Tom, you're the OG fig kid, man. What's up with Mattel's Bret Hart faces? Dude, they, they just can't nail it. They, they, he looks nothing. Are they trying? <laughs> I mean, if you look at their figure, it sure doesn't feel like they are. They finally look like they got the sunglasses right with the WCW figure that's coming out. Yeah. Monday night. And even the faces on that figure looks amazing, except for the face, dude. Like, you're not going to be able to take the sunglasses off of it. It's like they took one of Bret Hart's doodles of Bret Hart and made it <laughs> made it into an action figure. Yeah, it's, it's just crazy. I just, I, I know, I feel like that Monday Night Wars line, Bret Hart actually has one of the better faces from the pictures, but. I need to see it in here. I don't know, dude. It looked uh, it looked all like he looked kind of bloated on those pictures to me, dude. Like <laughs> I don't know, it didn't look like Brett, man. I, it's just, I feel like the old defining they, moments. That's the only one that's been yeah. half decent, and that one wasn't even like super. That one wasn't even like super like realistic, like looked like Brett, but it just yeah. wasn't like offensive. They always yeah. like over accentuate the cheekbones and like make them yeah. way too big. The nose is always way too pointy. Like it's He's just. A- yeah, the hair. And they is always give him a five o'clock shadow. I yeah. never really remember Brett having a five o'clock shadow. Remember like, that Jack's never. figure? With, he like, did for a little. Yeah. Had, like a beard on it. Yeah, he did. For he, a little like bit if he was coming out for like a promo or something, maybe. But yeah, I feel like he was always clean shaven for yeah. his mm-hmm. matches. Dude, he so. always mm-hmm. he always either looks like Gene Simmons or Howard Stern. That's what the head sculpts look like. Exactly. Uh, All right. Tony uh, Barker also said Ultimate Edition Jimmy Uso like Sheena. Mm. Johnny JP said Smoke Train from Grapplers and Gimmicks. 
What a turnaround for Mitch, dude. Because, yeah, I got to agree, man. That first smoke train, a.k.a. the Godfather, like that figure sucked, dude. But I've loved everything Mitch has put out since then, man. That's where where are you guys at on Mitch's that line? That fell apart while uh, Cardona was playing with it mm. on the live, right? Yeah, I don't think the foot Ahmed. came off on that one. Ahmed fell apart. Uh, the, the foot came off on the Yeah, I knew there, the I knew it was something train. that happened, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, dude, I feel like since then, Mitch has been killing it, man. What, what about you guys? Are you guys in on grapplers and gimmicks? Uh, I bought the Godwins and then the Men on a Mission, and yeah, they're both really good. I don't have Marco. any. <clears throat> you don't have them, Tom? I thought you were. Are you in on like Hasbro and like all the uh, like the the foreign scale figures? I have the Zombie and I have the Mattels, but it's like I buy so much stuff, I have to cut off somewhere. And I wasn't yeah, nah, I a you. kid; I was an LJN kid. Hasbro yeah. made me get out of collecting when I was a kid. Jesus. Yeah, I forgot about really that, Mr. LG. He's a size queen. Probably <laughs> 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 the only one here who was alive for the first WrestleMania. Like, how old am I? I no, was just were, born. I was a, I, no, you weren't. You were after. It was March 85. Oh, I was yeah. four months old. I was thinking 85, but yeah, it was March. Oh, so yeah. yeah. I was born. Me. <laughs> Good. I, w- I was in my mother's womb. I thought your birthday's in May, Jordan. When's your birthday? God, what a friend you are. Thought you were my best friend. You don't even know my birthday is. You fucking. I don't know prick. anybody's birthday. Yeah, dude. don't take offense. I had to ask. I had to double check Brett's birthday the other day. My son went for soccer, dude. So it's not just <laughs> yeah, you. March fourth. I just birthdays have just never been something I'd spend mental bandwidth on. But I thought you were born in May, dude. <laughs> no, March fourth. I started okay. with an MA. He was close. Yeah, I knew. I was close, bro. Yeah, that was a very good. He would have remembered it like twelve days after my birthday when she was like, "Hey, did you wish Jordan a happy birthday last week?" By the way. Look on Facebook, dude. I never wish people happy birthday, man. I just don't, dude. I've never been a birthday guy. That, that goes for me, too. I've never been somebody who makes a big deal about my birthday also. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, okay. Uh, and then last one, Rob Virginio, he picked Austin Theory Elite 102. That was a pretty horrible figure also. It's just got those super cartoony head sculpts. All right, Sheena's going to be up first for this one, Female Wrestler of the Year. I don't think this is going to come as any surprise or big shock to anybody, but I'm going with Rhea Ripley for a female wrestler of 2023. You know, we've always, especially on the show, been very big fans of Rhea Ripley. And I feel like this was the year that she finally like came into her own and figured out, you know, who she is. She's just freaking badass, dude. She started the year with that awesome match um, against Charlotte. And then she's been a fighting champion since then. And, I mean, honestly, like I know she's not like quote unquote like the leader of the Judgment Day, but like let's be real, like the Judgment the Judgment Day wouldn't be anything without Rhea Ripley, dude. And she and she arguably made Dom the the hottest heel in wrestling. So I mean, it's mommy all the way, dude. Mommy twenty twenty three for me. Mommy's always right, <laughs> Tom. I gotta agree with Sheena. Rhea Ripley this year that main event match or the match out at Mania was just amazing. She did it all year round. I'm looking forward to see her fight Jade and who she has this year. It should be some more amazing stuff from mommy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jordan. Jesus. Hearing Tom say mommy just like broke me. <laughs> I'm like dying right now. Like, I, like my brain is just off. Like, like, more amazing stuff mommy. from mommy. <laughs> <laughs> he's Mr. OnlyFans, dude. He's living the gimmick. <laughs> yeah, Tom's just saying, "Mommy, please." But oh, uh, anyway, got a mommy fetish. It, it's definitely Rhea. Like, there's, uh, I don't even. I mean, hopefully, one of you guys pick somebody else, but I don't know who it could be. She was by far the standout for uh, women's wrestling this year, and like you guys said, she's leading one of the biggest groups in wrestling. So, yeah, it was Rhea easily. Marco, 
Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stray away a little bit from this one. I'm gonna go with EO. EO Sky. That's not uh, a bad for, pick. For my wrestler of the year. She kinda had same same like kinda like Katie Kingston. Uh, Katie King Katie Kingston. Eddie Kingston. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Katie Kingston. Eddie Kingston effect where, you know, at the beginning of the year, not so much going on. Mid year, you know, she had you know, uh you come into backlash. Um the crowd's just like all for her, just like going crazy. Um, and then obviously money in the bank win cash in and has been champ ever since. And you can't, you know, you can't deny that she wrestles every week, pretty much not, not a shot against Rhea Ripley, but, uh, you know, she's out there every week defending her title or in a tag match or in a singles match. So, um, and I think, uh, it, it was just due anyway for, for EO sky. I think she was due for a, um, in a, a championship win. And, and I always say this, I say this all the time on raw down. If there's any, conspiracy people out there that still think that Vince McMahon is running WWE somehow. Look at who the champions are. They're literally all NXT people. <laughs> if you want if you want to go that route, but yeah. Eosky is my pick. Good pick, good pick. So I think Rhea Ripley was the undisputed best female sports entertainer of the year. Mm -hmm. But after the rumble and after mania, I feel like she didn't do a whole lot of wrestling, man. Mm -hmm. Like I I have really trouble picking out, uh, you know, matches she had for that reason. I kind of, you know, I swerved a little bit on you guys on this one. Also, I picked Athena. Uh, She's been doing it pretty much anonymously down in ring of honor. Um, But she's been like, I don't know why they don't have her on the AEW main roster. dude. I guess because they need somebody on ROH to to get people to pay for those honor club subscriptions. But she's been freaking awesome, man. Putting on awesome matches. She's main evented to the last two um, Ring of Honor pay-per-views and just putting on banger match after banger match with a lot of like, you know, if not straight up unknown, a lot of lesser known talent. And she's been doing her thing, man. Um, Always been a big fan of hers, even back to the Ember Moon days. Um, and yeah, I give her the nod just slightly over Rhea, just based off, off the work rate, man. Hmm. Um, so that's my pick. Uh, well, the, to the listeners, it was damn near unanimous. Uh, everybody picked Rhea and then that, that wrote in and David Brooks was the lone dissenter. He picked EO sky. So not a whole lot of variety at the top of the, uh, the women's wrestling scene this year. Uh, Jordan, you're our women's wrestling expert, man, who go in and give us an early prediction, dude, who's going to be, who's going to win this award next year. Um, I'm gonna go Jade. I just think she's gonna have a really big year. Um, whether, like I said, I kind of like your idea of her going to NXT, man. I think she, they got a really nice female uh, women's division down there right now. And I think she would crush it. I think the NXT women's division is way better than the WWE women's division. If I'm being completely honest, I've seen way more bangers of NXT women's matches and I barely watch NXT. So that, that should tell you something. Yeah, I mean, they do awesome matches, and they also do a, just a ton of fun stuff. You know what I mean? Like, they like they got the whole Tiffany Stratton being a ranch hand thing right now. Mm-hmm. They do a really good job of having um, women's matches and storylines that don't just revolve around the belt. I feel like a lot of times with AEW and WWN, like, you know, Raw and SmackDown, you're either, like, just doing nothing or you're going for, going for a belt. That's, like, the only story that they, they seem to really have uh, most of the time. You know, I think Trish and Becky was one of the few uh, – Gross. A few exceptions to that, yeah. Uh, let's we're, we're about halfway through with our awards. Let's take our weekly beverage break. All right, the beverage break is where we tell you guys what we're sipping on as we pod. Uh, Tom, you're our guest, man. What are you drinking tonight? 
oh boy, I'm going to let you down as I have just a fancy bottle of some H2O. Oh my God. Nice. Bobby Boucher over here. Is it, uh, is it at least like, you know, um, what is it, dude? What, what kind of, are we talking about? Like, you know, New, are we going like New Jersey you know, tap? Like what do we is, got? Uh, New, Jer- New Jersey tap. It is the famous Sam's purified drinking water. Oh, okay. Hmm. He's in, he's, he's in the club. <laughs> he's in the club. It's my favorite water. I go to Walmart and buy it all the time. Nice. Well, I'm, I, I will, um, I'll follow that up since I'm also enjoying a, uh, a non-alcoholic beverage this evening. I'm drinking a daily wellness tea blend from Forest Green Farm in uh, Virginia. It's awesome. It is, uh, <laughs> it is a mix of nettle, raspberry leaf, oat straw, red clover, peppermint, and horsetail. What the fuck is nettle? Horsetail? What the fuck? Yeah. Not like legit horsetail. It's a plant. Okay. <sighs> So yes, this is every time we do a beverage break, you just let me down more and more every time. (laughs) I feel like you've been on dry January since like July. It's not even that. I think you guys, you guys are so boring. You're like, I'm drinking a Miller Lite. Uh, But uh, yeah, it's like, you know, you guys are like, you know, (sighs) acting like you're so, um, you know, proper with your Miller Lights. And I'm actually bringing some like culture. I'm drinking like either milk kefir or like a warm raw milk. And I do have some local raw honey from Fayette County uh, up in this uh, hot tea that I'm sipping on. But if you can't tell, I'm a little bit congested. Seth's got a little bit of respiratory stuff going on. So you got to take care of yourself, man. You know what I mean? Can't just be chasing that that respiratory uh, junk with, um, you know, uh, dough ball. I'm not going to lie to you. I have never met a cold that wasn't solved by drinking heavily with like whiskey and things like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, say what your body you will want. Just flush everything out. Yeah, say what you want. But those uh, those alcohols have a real good effect on your immune system. That's, yeah, that's grandpa's old cough syrup. You know? <laughs> exactly. Why do you think your grandpa lived to 112? <laughs> oh, I, uh, I'll restore some order, man. I'm drinking the uh, the unofficial official beer of the Chick-fil-A show. I'm what, Miller Lite. What did I tell you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you saw it sitting right here. It ain't like you freaking Nostradamus or nothing. I'm, I'm, oh, I, actually, I didn't because you got like you have a Corona bottle sitting there. You got a little trash pile starting over here with your freaking, <laughs> you know, cans and bottles. Marco, what are you drinking, man? Marco, lose? I think you got your mic on mute, dog. All right, moving on. Jordan, what are you drinking? Uh, I am actually going to bring up the team this week. I am drinking a. Broken Skull IPA. I have uh, 12 of these in the fridge that I was keeping for special days, and we'll uh, we'll count the chickies Hell as yeah. a special day. Awesome, dude. Yeah, I was – so, you know, I go down to Texas like once every uh, three months for, for work, man. I went down December, and they were – Total Wine was completely sold out of all three varieties of uh, Broken Skull. So that was a major mm. bummer. Dude, dude told me that they were getting another shipment in on Tuesday – or on Thursday. Unfortunately, I was hitting the road on Wednesday. Uh, so I just missed out. Uh, Marco, are you back with us? Yes, I am back. What uh, are you drinking, man? I am sipping on uh, Lord Hobo. Uh, it's a uh, from Uber, Massachusetts. Uh, it's Galactic Vagabond. It's a double IPA, nine uh, percent alcohol. So um, I'm actually going to send you the picture because the um, the character is wearing kind of like Bret Hart shades on the front of the can, which is pretty cool. Nice, so. sweet. But um, yeah, well, hopefully I make it through the end of the show, being at nine percent. <laughs> All right, let's get back into it. We got the uh, the big ones now, man. Um, starting off, moment of the year. And Tom, you're up first. Well, there's only one moment for me that I got to pick, and I know you're all going to hate it. And it happened at the end of Survivor Series. 
Oh boy. <laughs> when CM Punk came home to WWE, never thought came we home. would see it. I mean, I cringed when he said it, I came home. I'm not going to lie, but I love the guy. I love that he's back. I love that we get to see him on our TV again. And just a reaction when you hear a crowd pop like that, the goosebumps, it's so much fun. It's what's what makes being a wrestling fan so amazing is that you get it is fun dude i hate every cm time, punk but it was it yes. was very well executed every how they did it. yeah every time cm punk has like made a return all that like it, it always is a moment and it like like i don't know i mean as much as i hate the guy i think you you do get those goosebumps and that is what makes wrestling fun but after the after the goosebumps were off you're like oh shit like well, this, you know and this one worked too because they swerved the dirt sheet so hard like yeah. Sean Ross Sapp had a pinned tweet at the top of his feed for like 4 days about how this was not going to happen and you know the talks were dead so it it just really made it hit even harder cuz it seemed like it just seemed like one of those things that wasn't going to happen and the way they did um the way they did Randy Orton's return earlier that night, it was done in a way to still kind of be like a little bit of a surprise. So like, I know me as like a smart, I was thinking like, Oh, so they're doing this. That way the fans still get a little, a little bit of a surprise pop for Randy coming back since I guess, you know, they could get punk. So I was definitely surprised when cult of personality hit. Um, yeah, good, good choice, man. And that was damn near unanimous with the, uh, the listeners as well. Uh, Jordan, what's yours, man? Uh, mine is also CM Punk, but it's uh, when CM Punk got fired from AEW. <laughs> like, man, talk about glory days for AEW. Like, get this turd out of here and let him crawl back to the place he bitched about for the last 10 years. So, the place that made him sick. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really glad about uh, we're, we're all talking about CM Punk here. Let me tell you, this is really making my night, <laughs> Marco. Uh, I'm uh, saying I'm, I'm with Tom, man. Uh, yeah. For feel good Hard moment of the year, even though it is CM Punk and everyone hates his guts, um, yeah, you can't get you can't get any better than uh, you know ending the year off with a with the return of that that magnitude. Um, it, it was just you know obviously there was you know if you watch the uh, you know aftermath with you know Seth Rollins not super happy with that, which was very entertaining as well. Um, it was it was just that it was all encompassing that uh, that return. So yeah, CM Punk. Mine, similar to Jordan, it's not that exact moment, but it's one tied to it. I think this was like the, you know, the butterfly flapping its wings that leads to the chain reaction that causes the, you know, stampede or whatever. It was Jungle Boy uh, slamming hook through that windshield, not knocking on the glass, glass. saying real glass, cry me a river, man. (laughs) I just that I mean, that's going to go down as like all I I mean, if, if he doesn't do that and doesn't set punk off, you know, maybe none of this happens here. Maybe we mm-hmm. avoid this whole situation. Now, I, I think truth be told, I think it's going to come out when they have, you know, the dark side of the ring on this 10 years from now that I think CM Punk, when he came, I think he came back and thought it was going to be all cool. And I think he just did not like what he was seeing at AEW, probably from the jump, you know, at least, at least after that first year or so, dude, it seemed like he had soured and was wanting to go back to WWE. And I think he was just looking for a way to get fired, man. Um, but yeah, I, I picked that moment just cause, and who even knew, man, like, it, it seemed like such a nothing moment, dude. You know, I didn't. Even, I I understood what he was referencing when he did it, but I was just like, oh, that's funny. And then you see Twitter just blowing blowing up, like you know, within minutes after that match ends about this big altercation backstage. So yeah, to me, I think that's going to end up being one of like the you know from this past year going to going to be one of the top four or five most historically significant moments. So I got to give the award to Jungle Boy, uh, Sheena. Mine wasn't an on screen moment, but it's definitely like not just a moment of the year, but it's like a moment 
of our lifetime, like a once in a lifetime moment, like freaking John Cena Vince. and The Rock, WrestleMania 28. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Vince comes back to WWE to facilitate a sale of the company um, to Endeavor for $9 billion, dude. So like no longer is Vince McMahon in charge of WWE, which again, this is the first for any of us in our lifetime that that, uh, that a McMahon has not been at the helm of um, of WWE. So well, this was like some real succession type stuff because, you know, when they, it, it was, seemed like when he came back and then sold it to Endeavor, he was going to be back in the company and have more say. And then it was, you know, within months afterwards, Endeavor was like, no, we Triple H is in charge and Triple Vince has been more on the sideline than he's ever been. Yeah. At this point. It's I mean, it's just it's it's wild how it all went down. Um, you know, the dude bought the bought the company and all the shares like for what a million dollars back when he bought it and then sold the sold it. That's that's a glow up, dude. Nine nine billion dollars. Um, so yeah, super I mean, the whole thing was weird. The all the allegations with Vince and then he was gone, then he came back, and then there was all the the rumors like, Oh shit, they sold it to Saudi Arabia, and then it was like, No, that's not true. <laughs> and then they actually did sell it to Endeavor. So yeah. yeah. Do you guys remember that like twenty four hour period where we thought that they were gonna get sold to the Saudi government last January? Oh, it was like it wasn't just we didn't just think, like it was like written in stone. People were like, Oh my god, it's happening, you know, like the announcement is coming. So yeah, people people legit thought that. I mean, I thought I was like, "Oh shit, dude! Like, if this is real, like, wow." Yeah, wish it would have happened. CM mm-hmm. Punk would have never came back. He <laughs> <laughs> would have lopped his hands off at the entrance. <laughs> the uh, the listeners they, uh, they they were heavy on CM Punk's return to Survivor. She's had a ton of people coming in with that. Uh, one person had WWE selling to Endeavor, like Sheena said. Uh, Ralph Virginio had Bad Bunny's entrance at Backlash. That was pretty epic. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's prob- yeah. probably interest of the year, right? Yeah, probably for sure. Yeah, it's not even. Yeah, that was awesome, man. Everybody singing the song, dude. Like, oh. And then oh. this, I feel like it's almost got forgotten, dude. But it was just straight up cinema in a wrestling ring. Uh, Matt Carlos had when Sami Zayn turned on the Bloodline at the yeah. uh, Royal Rumble yeah. last year. Yeah, for sure. That was so awesome, dude. You rarely see that, man. Like. You know, Roman and KO was the main event of the uh, the show, but really the main event was just a bloodline segment right there to close out a pay per view, man. And that mm-hmm. pop when Sammy hit Roman in the back with the chair was just yeah. insane. So good. Oh, wish we could go back to those moments. Yeah, uh, yeah. The blood, the bloodline when they were all at full strength was was pretty dang cool. Uh, all right, let's go to promotion of the year. Jordan, you're up first. Oh. I mean, it's WWE. I want to hear the mental gymnastics, yeah. man, of you no, not no. giving this to WWE. No, it is WWE. Like, there's no, yeah. there's no mi- mental gymnastics here. Like, they I just mean, killed it, man. Let, let's be honest. They, they sold the company for nine billion dollars. Triple H is in control of WWE. Shawn Michaels is in control of NXT. Vince is no longer running the parade. Like, I, I mean, just those things alone to me make yeah. it a promotion of the year. Like, I don't even need to go into anything else. Like that, that yeah. alone is sells it for me i mean i would love to pick AEW, but AEW had a lot more bad moments than they had good moments this year to be completely honest so yeah mm-hmm. it's wwe WWE. they just crushed it business wise man like yeah. if nothing else the creative has been i don't think the creative has been quite as good as people hype it up to be like we're still in the honeymoon era of you know triple, triple h's H. wwe right people have been people it, it's like you know it was like that with AEW the first the first you know two and a half years of AEW. dude there's this period of time where 
wrestling fans are just super, you know, they, they eat up all the good stuff Mm -hmm. and they're super forgiving on the, you know, the stuff that's mid or the stuff that's just kind of shitty, right? Like they're, they're, they're forgiving and they can just kind of wipe it away. I think eventually the Triple H backlash will come up because just wait until Roman uh, rocks away at Mania with the belt still. That's when the sour, it's going to like, flip the realest thing <laughs> daniel bryan ever said was when he called wrestling fans fickle, fickle. man like yeah. he was just that was just fucking pimp it's between that and when you know mox went off on cm punk and said you know yeah weak weak mind weak body fragile ego fragile spirit <laughs> man like yeah it was that it's between that him and daniel bryan calling the fans fickle two realest things that wrestling fans ever said <laughs> did anybody have a non-wwe pick for this one man? no most no. of the year no all right yeah we had johnny jb shout out to him he was the one listener that waving the AEW flag i don't think AEW is in nearly as bad a shape as people make it out to be man they're still crushing no, it they're I don't still think so either they're still miles ahead of where you know tna at its high point they're they're ahead of where they were dude I mean, if, uh just from a a relevance and quality yeah. i think once they shake off the cm punk stank in 2024 they're gonna be fine yeah yeah like, you know what i mean I C- so. cm punk definitely brought them down a notch um in my opinion so i think um I think once they once they get past that, they're gonna be they're gonna be fine. I mean, and they, with no matches announced, their next pay per view is already sold out. They're having to add more seats. Oh, they're 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 changing the configuration of the stage and stuff for Revolution to allow more people into the uh, the humble Greensboro Coliseum for that show. So <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah, it's I, I think AEW is gonna have a nice bounce back year, man. I mean, I thought their storytelling in the second half of the year was much better than the first half of the year. We yes. actually saw stories. Mm-hmm. We saw Julia Hart with his story. We saw, like the and the MJF stuff, yeah. dude. Yep. Exactly. MJF. Yeah. They are, I feel they, like sometimes Tony tries too hard to be like an exact alternative to WWE. Cause I feel like a lot of like the most successful stuff they've done has been the most WWE like stuff, right? Like the super sports entertainment type stuff. Like everything MJF was doing the last half of the year was straight up sports entertainment. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't new Japan, hardcore work rate stuff. It yeah. was, it was storyline, you know, it was, it was entertainment segments outside the ring. And, you know, I don't want to say like campy, but it was, it was like, you know, old school wrestling type stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they, I mean, they are relevant there. I mean, you know, they are about to make Jinder Mahal the uh, world heavyweight champion. So you can't you can't take that away from uh from the I'm impact really of worried AEW. That <laughs> they're gonna see how gas like Jinder Mahal is more gassed up than he's been since 2017 when he was the <laughs> champ, dude, with all this with all the you know the back and forth. Yeah, with everything Cobb. as much as his name's been out there, dude. Like he I feel like he's gonna get a huge I don't know. Do we know where can you look up real quick, Sheen, where Raw's at on Monday? If we're in front of a smart crowd on Monday, I think Jinder is gonna get a uh, a really Midwest. big baby faced reception. Okay, so it's may, somewhere maybe in the not Midwest. No offense, Jordan, but that's typically oh, not the smart. None taken. Crowds, Don't worry. SmackDown's in Lincoln next week, which is 45 <laughs> minutes. I'm going to go ahead and pass on that. Yeah. You know, the dude, I, I'm I'm honest, as a hardcore Seth fan, I'm a little bit nervous that they might put this belt on gender because you still got the briefcase out there, man. I feel like you could have gender win, let Damian Priest cash in, get that out of the way, and then, yeah. you know, Seth could get the belt back easily and no harm would be done long term. But yeah, I, I, I feel like if they really wanted to troll Tony, they could have gender win this belt. What, what do you think, Tom? Do you think gender has a chance against Seth Monday night? No, I don't think Triple H is playing those games. He's going to do what he needs to do. He's He doesn't get involved in these pissing wars with other people. He's just there putting out the best. You don't part. think so? Dude, what about when they went head to head with AEW on NXT? You're telling me Triple H didn't have a hand in having <laughs> the freaking Undertaker and John Cena on a regular episode of NXT? That's just bringing guys into a show. That's not putting your belt on a guy that has yeah. nothing I think, significant in how long? 
Yeah, I think if if anything, he's gonna they're gonna use this to an advantage to get like a huge rating on Raw to see if he does actually win the title, which he isn't. Yeah, that's Except all. They're also, use uh, Raw is in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, so you can attend on Monday night. Oh, that's close. Ooh. Yeah, it's a it's kind of close. It's not close enough for me to go to Raw, dude. Raw no, needs yeah. to be in my city, man. Like. Yeah, raw unless it's like some crazy hyped up match. I just got to see like yeah, it's two I, hours and forty five minutes. I can honestly that. live yeah. without ever going to an episode of Raw or SmackDown again, man. Give yeah. me give me a house show all day mm. over a TV taping. Yeah, I agree. House show or pay per view. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, so we got our four big ones left, man. These are the kind of like the the premier awards right here. Marco, you're gonna kick us off. Match of the year. Don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. There's so many good matches. I was actually looking yeah. at um Yeah. I, I was looking at like, you know, different lists and stuff like that. Like and they're all they're all pretty much consistent across the board. Um, no listeners doubled up. Every every yeah, single listener that wrote in had a different one. one. That's how good of a year this it, yeah, was for I mean, matches of the year. year is so is so specific to your taste in wrestling too, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. There's no there's no for, wrong so. answer. It's all subjective. Yeah. We'll I mean, say, there are wrong there answers. There is a wrong answer. Maybe there's, <laughs> there's wrong, wrong answers. answers. But, For uh, you, but yeah. it's subjective. There might be... <laughs> Brock versus Omos at WrestleMania. No, I mean, okay. yeah. If you're going to... All right. If you're going to go that route, like, I mean, you're going crazy. But, like, you know, you had... Um, you had... Uh, what was it? Uh, Dragonoff and Dijak was a gr- really great match. If you haven't seen that in NXT, that match was awesome. You can... That's, like, an honorable mention for me. Anyway, yeah. Um, we haven't mentioned New Japan much, much, but uh, um, Naito and uh, Osprey was pretty uh, great as well. If you haven't gone back and watched that, um, and if you haven't, actually, a little cheap plug. Um, if you haven't signed up to New J- New Japan World, they actually updated it so it's like an actual app. Because before it was just like a a streaming app where you just like kind of sling your you know your app to your big screen, but now it's like a full blown like. WWE network type of app. So definitely, uh, if, I mean, if you have the money to do so definitely sign up to new Japan world and watch those matches and stuff like that. But yeah, Naito and, um, Osprey was really good. Um, but enough of all that, I'm going to go with probably something that nobody picked, um, which I think drew McIntyre actually just said could have headlined WrestleMania was the triple threat match between him, Gunther and Sheamus. That's what I picked. That is my match of the year. Yeah, um, Sheena and Marco syncing up. Yeah, yeah man, me and Marco, we yeah we sync up from time to time. Yeah, we yeah yeah we have the we have the um what, what did we do last time? We did the uh what the hell uh Frozen the yeah. Frozen song. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's, it's it's basically you know that that match was you know if you want to highlight because everyone was watching to see if Gunther was going to lose. Um, obviously he he retained, but like that was like the like one of the best performances from. Like all three of them, um, yeah. I mean, there was no way that that was going to be bad, dude. Gunther and Sheamus had a freaking banger at yep. Cl- Clash at the Castle, dude. So then you throw Drew McIntyre into the mix. Like, there's just no way that that's going to be bad. And I just, I just love seeing those freaking behemoths just like beat the shit out of each other, dude. Like yeah. hard hitting, just like no bullshit. Like it was, it was awesome. Yeah, no, no, no technical, no, no flips. Nothing like that. Just like, you know, yeah, no flips, raw, just fists, just big meaty men slapping meat as uh biggie used to say, um, just, yeah, just, just raw, just like be, like you said, just beat the shit out of each other. You know, the last man standing is going to be the one that, that, uh, walks out the winner. And yeah, that, that match right there, man, that's yeah. Definitely go back and watch it. If you haven't, um, seen it recently, it's, it's, um, 
it's pretty entertaining. And, and I agree with Drew McIntyre. Definitely could have, you know, main evented one of the nights um, on WrestleMania. Yeah, good pick, man. That was, and it's great to just see the Inter- Intercontinental Championship featured in so, mm-hmm. uh, so many big matches, if nothing else, man. I got to go down to NXT. Uh, this this one beat out just by a cunt here, another match, dude, which I'm pretty sure uh, at least one of my, uh, you know, fellow, fellow Chicky award givers are going to pick. Uh, so I won't mention it. But for me, it was the men's Iron Survivor match on NXT deadline this that year. That was fun, dude. I thought that match just rocked, dude. All five guys showed out. Mm. Um, I and mean, at the beginning, we were like, what the hell is Yeah, you know, dude, like- it's the second year they've had it. Wasn't really a huge fan of this gimmick, but yeah. now I am, dude. I can't wait to see more of these types of matches. But, you know, Shawn Michaels, HBK, he was just in his bag laying this one out, dude. Braun Breaker looked like an absolute beast, man. Mm. Like, he somehow looked even more impressive than he did when he was – you know, holding the NXT championship for a year straight. And then Trick Williams was, you know, the 2016 Cavs, dude. Down, down th- you know, 3-1 with almost no time left and somehow comes back to win the match. I think they absolutely made Trick Williams uh, a main event level star in NXT uh, in one match. So, yeah, for me, is that Iron Survivor match. And if you haven't had a chance yet, definitely go back and check that one out from NXT deadline. Mm. Uh, I know Sheena had uh, agreed yeah. with the, the triple threat for the IC belt at Mania. Uh, Tom, you're up next, man. What's your match? After giving it a lot of thought, I had to go back with the match that set the bar for the year for me back to last January at Wrestle Kingdom. Osprey and Omega won. Ooh, like, to me, that match was amazing. I, I didn't see a better match all year. I saw great matches, but that match to me, like I could still sit, watch it with my mouth open, draw a drop. <laughs> like that match just was amazing. And I didn't see another match that that topped it this year, in my opinion. Absolutely one of my favorite matches ever. Awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's a solid pick. I mean, I think a, a lot of lists that I saw, because I was just skimming lists for, the, you know, when we were making our li- uh, our list and stuff. And yeah, that was listed on every single freaking match. So, you know, excellent pick. Uh, what about you, Jordan? What's your uh, match of the year? It, this one was tough. Um, Tom's was on my short list. Seth's was on my short mm-hmm. list. But uh, I ended up going with Hangman and Swerve. I know it was the mm-hmm. low-hanging fruit, but dude... That was one of the matches, first time in a long time that I was disgusted with a match. Like, and it, it takes a lot to <laughs> in a disgust good me. Like, yeah, that when when Swerve is drinking Hangman's blood uh, with his head above um, Hangman's or above Swerve's mouth, I just I looked at Ari and she was barely paying attention. And I like kind of nudged her. I was like, "What the fuck are am I <laughs> watching right now?" And it just that that match just elevated both those guys so much. I mean, Swerve stock has never been higher than it is right now. And yeah. that match is a big reason why. And I felt like that brought Hangman way, way higher back to the, the top of the card. Brought him back and, to his peak, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, think, I just you know. I feel like that that match elevated both of those guys so much. And yeah, it was a. Uh, towards the end of the year so like it's it's just so fresh in my memory fresh. and i've watched it a couple times now it's just it, it was it was a uh, poetry I, that's, that's what i'll refer to it as it was perfect yeah that was my that was my like honorable mention like that's, if i wasn't gonna go with the triple threat yeah. that was on my that's the one i referenced also dude i thought iron survivor beat it by just a little bit i just i feel like i see myself going back and watching that iron survivor match um a little bit more in the future dude that yeah hangman story was awesome dude yeah like like you nailed it jordan it was the rare match where both guys level up afterwards dude like big like bret hart steve austin wrestlemania yeah. 13 energy on that one man um 
because you know hangman was like a beast dude i mean swerve it was a texas death match you know so you can't really you can't hold it against him but uh you know he had to have the help to beat hangman like hangman seemed like he was absolutely unstoppable and it took you know a shitload of weapons interference and everything but swerves the heel that's what he's supposed to do man and i, I just thought both guys looked freaking incredible and, and i'm it looks like we're gonna get a triple threat with them and joe at revolution which should be pretty badass i think the but, other reason why that match stands out to me is i didn't expect that from swerve and hangman yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like and my wife yeah who watches wrestling with me, she couldn't take her eyes off of the TV just watching that match. She couldn't believe it. Like, she's like, what's going on here? And she's like, I can't watch this. But at the same time, she was staring at the TV and she couldn't stop. Yeah. Say, yeah. Same with my, my, uh, my son was up, um, at the time and, you know, he, he doesn't get to watch AEW much, but you know, he's familiar with most of the people and he was just, you know, I felt bad because he kept on asking me like, why is there so much blood? I don't see this in, <laughs> in WWE, but there's so much blood in AEW, and I'm like, I'm like, it's, it, I'm like, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different. It's an alternative to WWE. So I was like, I was like, you don't have to watch it, but yeah, he was kind, of, he wasn't mortified by it. He was just shocked at the amount of uh, blood he's seen. I was like, oh, nice introduction to a, uh, to a match there. And I, like I say, you know, I, I made the joke uh, when we first talked about this match and we reviewed it. I'm like. You know, hangman's invited to the barbecue, as you as, as we like to say nowadays. Because I mean, <laughs> he, yeah, uh, yeah, he did the deed. He drank the blood. Did the deed. The blood brothers. <laughs> I uh, I remember being amazed when I was like reading up after the show was over on like the you know some of the results and analysis that that match only lasted you know just under thirty minutes. It was so really? epic. Like yeah. I, I thought that it, it was like a like forty five, yeah. almost fifty minute it match, like dude. Yeah, oh, not, not in a bad way. Not that it plowed along, but there was just so much shit that happened, and it built to such a level. It, it mm-hmm. felt like one of those old like Triple H made events that you know goes thirty five, forty minutes, man. Yeah, um, you just didn't know how it was going to end either. It was just oh like, my god! Yeah, yeah you like wait, you like basically waiting for one of these guys to, like pull out a gun and shoot the other one because <laughs> yeah. like, nothing else is going to work. <laughs> Quick sidebar too, since Seth brought up the. Uh, fact there's gonna be a triple threat match uh samoa joe makes the AEW title look major again uh yeah he coming out there looking like a member of evolution tonight like (laughs) dude i I love samoa joe and i just i'm so happy he's getting this even if it's it's a short reign that's fine it's just it's awesome to see him on top of a wrestling company again yeah definitely he looks like that new belt looks clean too dude looks like they made you know they added custom side plates and made a few Mm -hmm. minor tweaks on some of the finishes dude like it's I, I get why he did it, but I was never a fan of MJF's belt, man, with like the Burberry yeah. print on the strap, like the triple that, B. Dude, that belt looked freaking fresh tonight, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he looked like Samoan Joseph tonight, not Samoa <laughs> yeah. Joe. All right, some of the uh, some of the listener picks, man. Jamie Willis had the Men's Royal Rumble. I thought that was an interesting one. You know, mm-hmm. hey, I'm never gonna yuck okay. somebody else's yum, but I thought the Rumble this year was actually super underwhelming. Mm. I agree. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was, it was fun. Cody it was fun, but it definitely wasn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then him and Gunther went for yeah. like, or Gunther went for like fifteen minutes afterwards. There were no big surprises, right? Like there yeah. was not really. I think Booker T was the only like nostalgia uh, pop in there, man. You know, we were thinking Austin might be there with it in Texas. It, it just being Triple H's first Rumble, I think the expectations were just unreasonably sky high. But remember, Jordan, me and you were like seriously batting around. Yeah. Um, driving down for the show because i had to be in dallas that morning for work anyways and it was you know we we considered possibly racing down to san antonio for the show but we didn't want to risk it if i got held up with the the work thing i was doing um 
Yeah, an interesting pick. Uh, Zach Hertzer also picked Hangman and Swerve from Full Gear. Mm. Uh, Brett Shero picked Kenny Omega and Will Osprey at Wrestle Kingston. Nice. At Wrestle, Wrestle, Wrestle Kingston. Kingston. Sorry, <laughs> I freaking. I, I moved on from. We'll do a bonus beverage break. I moved on from the Miller Light, and I'm now drinking a Victory Brewing uh, Juicy Monkey Hazy Imperial IPA, and it's a nine point five percent. Yeah, so, buddy. Uh, Love yeah, it. Yeah, make it a little bit slurred as we uh, <laughs> as we get going through here. Um, yeah, Omega Osprey Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, had two people pick MJF and Brian Danielson's Iron Man Ooh, match at Revolution. That was a good one. That was a really was a good, good match. match. Uh, David Brooks picked Chad Gable versus Gunther for the IC Ooh, belt on Raw. That was one. probably the best TV match on WWE television this year. Brian Vermeer had the, the WrestleMania, the male tag team showcase. I love that pick because that was a fun match, man. That match was better than it had any right to be, but it was just so pointless. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it was totally <laughs> yeah. fine, dude. But if you're like strictly off just pure wrestling enjoyment, that's totally fine. Pick uh, Matt Carlos picked that Trish Becky Cage match from Payback, and Rob Virginio picked Rhea and Charlotte from WrestleMania. So all good picks, and I think just the wide variety just goes to illustrate what a great year for wrestling it was. Yeah. So I'm up first for this next one. We're we're down to the big three now. First off, event of the year, I got to go. Backlash, man. I thought Backlash rocked this year, dude. Down in Puerto Rico. The atmosphere yeah. was insane. I thought every single match over delivered, man. Um, Cody and Brock was awesome in the main event. I was actually surprised nobody picked Bad Bunny and Damian Priest for for match of the year, man. Yeah. That was a hell yeah. of a it match. Was awesome. We got to see Seth bust out the first ever top rope curb stomp on Omos. Um, yeah, just great, great show, dude. So yeah, I, that to me that's that was my favorite show. I don't know if it was the best show, but that was my favorite show mm-hmm. of 2023. How about you, Sheen? I got WrestleMania uh, 39. I think it was just a a fun show, specifically night one. I think night one just really, really packed a punch. And then you finish the, finish the event with freaking, you know, like the, the shock of all shocks that uh, Roman Reigns defeated Cody. Um, And yeah, dude, the the whole event. Shocking to some. Shocking to some. Yes. It wasn't wasn't shocking to me. I picked. It was not a surprise at all. in In the picks league, I picked Roman, Roman to win. I believed in Roman to win. Seth was very, vocal although he didn't pick it in the pixley he was very I always vocal my bets. yeah he was very vocal I like, about, I like set up um, a win-win for myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> about roman <laughs> defeating cody but man you know jordan and ari were here and uh you know we were just kind of sitting around and cody comes out and you know puts the glasses like yeah the, sorry the weight belt like you know bret hart style um around when freaking he gave, negative yeah, one when he gave the belt to negative one that's the moment where i was, I was like, like well yeah, fuck yeah. it roman's winning dude no cody's winning oh yeah, yeah, yeah cody's winning. cody's yeah winning. roman i thought roman's losing for sure after yeah, that point, and so man. and then when it happened, I mean, I was just like stunned. So yeah, and I Cody mean, the, came out just looking like a million bucks. Yeah, too. like yeah, those dark the, blue tights he had on that jacket the entrance, with the fucking angel wings on it. It's like yeah, I, I mean, it was a ballsy. Whoever, whether it was Vince or Triple H, whoever it was, dude, that was a ballsy decision to have Cody lose, man. Yeah, but you, I mean, you had you know, um, freaking um, the the match, the triple threat match that I just talked about. You had uh, Rhea versus Charlotte. You got freaking um, Finn and Edge in the cell was Finn, pretty cool. Yeah, Finn and Edge in the cell. Bianca the tag team and Oscar. Yeah, Roman and um, Roman and Cody. So yeah, the, the whole event was um, was awesome. So yeah, WrestleMania 39 was definitely was my uh, event of the year for 2023. Tom, I gotta go with All In. I felt like AEW finally found their WrestleMania. They never had their show that felt like the show of the year for me. So seeing that atmosphere for them, they put on a great card from top to bottom all in for me. 
Yeah, that was a hell of a show, man. I, I just love being back in uh, in Wembley. You know, I know it's a different building, but it still just had big SummerSlam '92 vibes. So I dug that one. And uh, Adam Cole and MJF gave us something really special in the main event there. Uh, Jordan, um, just to kind of be different, I went with Forbidden Door. Um, I yeah. know that this show was kind of a letdown to some people, but um, I think if you go back and watch it, just watch it from the opener of the actual pay-per-view and skip the pre-show matches, even though the pre-show matches were fine. I just, I feel like by the end of this, we were all kind of worn down because it had almost been almost six hours. So I feel like that was God. part of it. Me and Seth talked about it too, a couple of days later. Um, Cause Seth was pretty low on a lot of the show. And then a couple of days later we just talked about it and I was like, I think it was cause it was so long. Like, and the crazy yeah, thing, a lot of stuff gets lost, you know, when you when you're just so like you said, you're just exhausted from watching that much wrestling. The game. craziest like thing is, though, is I, I'm just scrolling through the card now and like the results. There was only three matches that were over 15 minutes on that card. So, I mean, I, I guess you could say MJF and um, Hiroshi was over 50. It was 1530. I'm not really counting that. I mean, that's just a 15 minute match yeah. to me. But mm-hmm. I mean, the 10 minute tag went 21 minutes. Osprey and Omega, which was absolutely outstanding, went 40 minutes. And then Danielson and Okada went 27. I think my biggest thing with this with this show is how shocked I was at the end when Brian Danielson actually pinned Okada. Like, I, I remember texting back and forth with Seth and um, just like, holy shit, he actually pinned him clean. Like, there was no interference. He just straight up pinned him in the middle of the ring. And it was just kind of shocking. I thought he tapped him out, dude. Oh, yeah, he tapped him out. You're right, you're right. Yeah. But, I mean, either way, like, just the yeah. fact that he won clean and that was New just... Japan's been so... I mean, Okada, like, for those listeners that don't know, Okada is basically the Roman Reigns of New Japan, right? Like, it's as far as how protected and how much prestige, like, the company puts on him. So, it's crazy that they let him get, you know, have him tap out, which is, like, the, you know, the ultimate way to lose on another company show is really kind of wild. Yeah, but I just... I, I enjoyed that show so much overall. I was going to go WrestleMania, but I just felt like night one was what I really enjoyed about WrestleMania this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like like Sheena said, we were at the Phelps house, and I think we all were in agreement. Um, I mean, outside of the main event of night two, like night one just completely outshined everything. Yeah, night night, one, two night one was like, yeah, one of the best yeah. manias ever. Night two was weird. like you know, and, there, mm-hmm. and we still haven't gotten the full story on it. There was some... Some rumors and stuff batting around that, you know, Vince had a heavy hand in night two and some of the, you know, the layout of the matches and uh, some of the finishes got changed, which may have been why the vibe was so off on night two of Mania. But yeah, I know for me, for Forbidden Door, dude, the thing holding it back, there's like a literal and a figurative black cloud over that event. That was the one where we had like a damn near tornado blow through our yard right as the show was starting dude. Oh, me yeah. and me and Stella had gone up to Kentucky for the weekend yes. and we got back like, you know, like 30 minutes before the show was and going live. And I went live. to go get us some good food. Yeah. We had, we had it set up to watch, you know, the redneck Riviera on the back porch, dude, everything was, she and Ed went and got us some awesome local barbecue. We're sitting down to throw down and it wasn't even in the forecast. This was literally just out of nowhere. It did crazy damage all over uh, Western Tennessee, dude. This huge storm blows, dude. Blew the fucking doors off our greenhouse. Literally, yeah. I'm one second. I'm sitting down to. I'm watching the pre-show of Forbidden Door. Next second, like the doors of my greenhouse in my Just backyard flying across the are yard, flying like the across the yard. You know, it's like fifty bucks worth of barbecue blowing all over the back porch, dude. <laughs> it was fucking a hellscape, dude. And it yeah. blew out the cell service. So yeah. the only way I could watch, I watched on your phone. Yeah, I, it came back for. I was able to watch the main event on TV, but the. Uh, 
it blew out the internet. I mean, not cell service, but it blew out our internet service. So yeah, I was able to watch the main event on TV, but the rest of that show I had to stream on my phone, man. That was literally the only way I could get it to work because uh, Bleacher Report in their infinite wisdom, which I fucking hate that app. I'd give anything for AW to move on. They don't allow you to hook up a phone to a TV. It blocks it out, dude. So I don't know why. For whatever reason, it cock blocked me trying to uh, stream from my phone to the TV on the Bleacher Report app. So yeah, yeah Forbidden Door was not a, good, not a good experience for me, even though there was some badass matches. I mean, yeah, I totally- to, to be fair, that. WrestleMania weekend wasn't a great experience either. Like the, yeah. the day Jordan we came get and there, he killed our rooster. I killed the rooster, and then we all thought we were going to die that night while we were watching Ring <laughs> oh, of Honor. Yeah, yeah. We, we were under tornado watch in Covington, you, a town. No, that's, not even you know, Yeah, the the town that I went and got the booze before we got to your house yes. three hours later got was completely wiped out. Got freaking wiped out. Yeah. I'm telling you guys right now. I don't know how many of our listeners are in like Tennessee, specifically West Tennessee. But bro, I've lived on freaking islands. I've lived on the coastline. I like I've never experienced freaking weather like we have here. You know we're on a fault line, dude. There's like a there there's supposedly there's gonna be a major earthquake here in western Tennessee at some point. <laughs> oh, I remember when I lived here when I lived here as a kid, they were talking about it, dude. Like we're due for like a straight up like you know, nine point on the Richter scale. There's oh, a wonderful. it's not like California that's like an active fault line. Yeah. It's like a I'm dormant, not, yeah, believe, like, believe yeah. it or not, I'm not a geologist, but it's some <laughs> sort of like dormant, inactive, like giant fault line that runs through, uh, that runs through like West Tennessee heading down South. And they say we're due for a huge earthquake at some point. I think that might be what's generating all this fucking wild ass weather. We Dude, got there, yeah, there is some serious freaking weather energy here. Like, and it just cut like, like the, heat, said, the cold, the wind, it just yeah. comes out of nowhere. Like we live, like we're on, I don't know. We're like in the middle of a freaking neighborhood and our shit gets blo- like the wind that comes through here. I'm like, you would think we were like out on the damn prairie, yeah. you know, like it is, it is wild. So well, yeah, West, West Tennessee has shown me, like I said, I've been through like hurricane watches. Well, never watches. been as big a part of my life as it is now. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like I'm always just waiting for the fucking power to go out. You well, know what I mean? Th- like thanks, never uh, had that problem. Thanks uh semen geologist Phelps for the, the weather <laughs> and fault line report. I'll be sure to never come back to Tennessee again. So that way when your house is in a sinkhole, you can't blame me. Yeah. We just, fa- yeah, exactly. Dude. I guarantee when it does happen, Jordan will Jordan fucking will be, be here. here. Yeah. yeah. But you know you what? Know what Jordan- He'll be, there agent, so. he'll be there to put the pieces back together <laughs> yeah he'll be cut, cutting us a check from uh from the insurance yeah. company sorry for the uh the sidebar but yeah forbidden door that 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 will probably be my most <laughs> memorable show of the year you know five years from now that'll be one of the very few pa- wrestling pay-per-views from this year that i actually remember because of that storm you don't remember dancing and as soon as uh as soon as roman pin cody like jumping up and down and dancing and watching Felt jordan good. watching jordan's face just like melt into a puddle it was just jordan it was the whole pod foundation group chat dude i was like i was like 97 sting going up against the nwo single-handedly everybody's like roman sucks cody's gonna whoop his ass i was like the only person who was like beating the drum for freaking Roman to, to get the win, man. And, yeah. and he pulled it off when dude. he did. I mean, I was in disbelief, dude, as much as I was like marking out and just like, you know, gloating. I, I really was in disbelief, dude. I just could not. Yeah, could I was not really believe. confident because of the thousand day thing, dude. I just know yeah. how WWE works. Yeah. I just feel That's like too big of a marketing opportunity yeah. for them to just pass it by. Yeah, exactly. Dude. There's, there's, there was just such a catchphrase, you know, a thousand day rain. Okay. Let's um, move on. <laughs> Marco, man, what was your? Yeah, we'll we'll go on from the Roman love. Marco, what was your event of the year? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I said this on the raw down too as well. Uh, I'm gonna go with backlash um, for my uh, yeah, event show. of the year. It was uh, it was it was the atmosphere, the fans, the matches, everything just uh, you know came in alignment, and I think uh, it, it kind of like you know 
springboard what you're seeing now with all these more global shows that they're doing this year. So I think, uh, which, which I'm looking forward to because when they do these global shows, yeah, the fans are, you know, not, not, not. Yeah, the fans no, are hot, dude. Yeah, the not knocking us, all, American the, the fans. The crowds but, are always freaking just yeah. like, you know, foaming at the mouth. Yeah, overseas. I enjoy it. I, like, I appreciate the different start times on the shows, too. Yeah. Like, I love a good, a good I, afternoon, I afternoon wrestling. Show, like, yeah. that is just chef's kiss, And, and it's dude. just such a different feel. Like, when they did, um, <laughs> when they had Payback and then Fastlane, like, those were both pretty good shows, but they felt like just standard wrestling pay-per-views compared to some of the, uh, you know, like like Marco said, the international feel we'd have. It, yeah. it felt like it was all either international shows or like stadium shows uh, prior to that this year. Um, all right, we'll get into the listeners. Uh, Jamie Willis said Money in the Bank, uh, which figures, you know, he's in the UK. That was the UK pay-per-view along with All In. I think he was there. Yeah, he said he was there. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was a good show, too. Zach Herster says All In, just like uh, Tom. Uh, we had five people chime in with WrestleMania 39. You can never go wrong, go wrong yeah. with WrestleMania. I feel like if... I, for some reason, ever did like fall out of like just watching wrestling. I feel like I would, I would still, still tune into WrestleMania every 100%. year just to that'd be my yearly check in. Uh, Jordan's best bud, Tony Barker, said Backlash also. And then David Brooks had SummerSlam. I liked SummerSlam. I just hate that fucking main event, dude. I still, I gave a lot of thought to putting Jimmy Uso, um, Cost and Jey Uso the match for my blunder of the year. I thought that was just a fucking yeah. horrible. That, that was like the probably the biggest misstep of Triple H's creative control so far yeah it just because i think it just left us all just thinking like you know it just what? jumped the shark it made yeah, no sense exactly jump the shark is a yeah, great is just, a great uh it made for with the it. story they'd been telling yeah it was just like it was basically like we need to keep the belt on roman like what's yeah how can how, how can, can we, we do, do this yeah. with the people that we have <laughs> all right we got our two awards left man we're at the big ones we're, we're down to like you know uh best actor of the year and like picture of the year on the oscars uh sheena you're up first male wrestler of the year so for me male wrestler of the year um this was tough because there were some there were some standouts this year but i think i'm gonna have to go with mr reliable mr monday night rollins seth freaking rollins i just think i think after after um not to jump back to you know roman beating cody but after roman beat cody it was just kind of like dude well now we know that this belt isn't going anywhere for the foreseeable future it's at the point where Maybe SummerSlam, but really, yeah. Roman's got to lose at WrestleMania. Exactly, like it's 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 carrying on through the rest of this year, unless just something absolutely unforeseen happens. So the fact that they created a brand new title, um, and then you know Roman beat, or sorry, uh, Seth won the title, and I think he, he did such a good job because in, in an otherwise in any other situation that could have felt just like a throwaway, like, and we were even joking on the show that it felt like a participation trophy. Like, okay, well, Roman's got these belts. So let's give our, let's give, you know, create a new belt for our other guys. Right. But Roman may, or God, why do I keep saying Roman? Um, Seth, tribal chief. <laughs> this is tribal. I'm acknowledging, uh, Seth made that belt feel meaningful. He was a fighting champion. I mean, he beat the freaking best guys that WWE has to offer. Um, and now he's set up to, you know, fight punk. Uh, so I think, um, you know, <laughs> I, th- I thought it was important that they had Seth and AJ fighting for that belt in the finals yeah. of that tournament. Cause that was two, there were two of the few guys that Roman hasn't beat on this run. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, look, this is the list of names. He beat AJ Styles, Damian Priest, Braun Breaker, Finn Balor twice, Shinsuke Nakamura twice, Drew McIntyre, Sami Zayn, Jay Uso. And again, now, you know, they brought Punk back after 10 years and they, the first person they have him go up against is... Uh, he beat Drew McIntyre twice also. Except Seth Rollins. Okay, beat Drew McIntyre twice too. So, yeah, dude, like, 
I, I and just, he's going up against Jinder freaking Mahal <laughs> on Monday night. Yeah, let's not let's don't not, hinder let's the not gender. hinder the gender. Don't hinder the gender agenda. Wow. Okay, Good that was a mouthful. Um, but yeah, like I said, there there is a couple there's a couple people that I was tossing around um, for for male wrestler of the year, but I just could not um, I, I just couldn't put any of them above uh, the man Seth Rollins. So good choice, Tom. How to go with Gunther? The year he had Gunther was on my list. What yep. he did, the to ring general, the intercontinental title back to prestige. Like, like you can't beat. Yeah, that. he had an amazing year. He had amazing matches. I just, I just, I love what he did for the intercontinental title. I um, bell, bell to bell at the Rumble. Dude. He was the most yeah. popular pick for the uh, the listeners. Also, yeah, Gunther, Gunther was definitely. I mean, he he was like my uh, honorable mention for sure. Jordan. Uh, I'm gonna go Cody. I just wow. I, I, okay, so here Co- this is hold on, no, hold on, no, no, I think on, it's a good pick. On, I'm just surprised. Just, I figured hey, you wouldn't win. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me give you some reasoning behind <laughs> this. Let Jordan cook. All right, so after WrestleMania, we all just assumed like, dude, this is bad. Like, I I don't know how you can honestly come back from this. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I think Cody might be just as big now as he was leading into that WrestleMania. Like, hundred percent, dude. Yeah, he's just, he's so over, and we all just thought it was just gonna die at that point. And I feel like Cody had a great year after that point. I mean, he beat Lesnar, he beat Dirty Dom, he finally got to do a Survivor Series and uh, um, go with his daddy's creation with War Games, like. I feel like Cody just had a great year. I mean, outside of the loss to Roman, which is that a huge tick against him? No. I mean, everybody's no. lost to Roman. So, like, if that's the tick you're going against him, like, I don't really know what, what other qualifications the guy needs. I mean, he's beat everybody in WWE besides Roman at this point. So, I just I, I feel like Cody had a fantastic year even with him not finishing his story at WrestleMania. So, it was a, this was a pretty easy pick for me, honestly. The never ending story. I love the uh, <laughs> I love the tweet that uh, went viral last week, man. I can't remember what account it was. It, I, th- I think it was just some random account, but it ended up getting retweeted all over the place. It was a uh, it's a picture of Cody holding Roman's belt, right? And it was literally right after that Rock Jinder Mahal segment where Rock talked about going to the head of the table. Somebody tweeted out that picture and said, "We are not flinching," <laughs> and it just got retweeted all across the web, dude. Like the people who wanted, you know, they still trying to will cody dude i think they need to do the thing we've been fantasy booking on here for the last two years dude do rock and roman night one yes and cody and uh cody and rock night two man like rock and roman for the head of the table dude i hate this fuck seeing if seth rollins out of the main event scene but i mean if if cm punks the other half of it i'm not sweating it too much dude i i dude i just feel like it'd be perfect booking Rock Roman beats Rock with a you know a little bit of help from the bloodline, and then on night two when the bloodline's about to interfere, the Rock helps freaking you know the Rock fights him off, dude, and, and that's yeah. how Cody. And gets how to much win. more? And how much more like freaking? How many more XP points, as you like to say, would that give freaking Cody if like he literally just beat the guy that beat the Rock? You yeah. know, like I I yeah. just I think it would be perfect. But I don't know. Roman is set in September of this year. He'll pass up Hulk Hogan. For the uh, you know, for the the second longest reign ever, I think it'd be third. I think it's still have Bob Backlund and Bruno, but I'm Bob Backlund be and shocked. Bruno are, are definitely part of a different era, dude. It's like I think, like you know, if he passes up Hulk, he's definitely that the longest reign of the the WrestleMania era. Yeah, I, I still think Roman wins. I dude, I I will not be shocked this year if Roman 
wins. And let's, let's do calls right now. I say Roman leaves WrestleMania champ. What do you say, Shane? I, I think he, uh, yeah. Jordan? Um, I would lean yes at this point. Marco? Yeah, unfortunately. Tom? I don't think they came this far just to come this far. Yeah. <clears throat> the other thing is, dude, like, creatively, I think it probably made a lot of sense to take it off from last year, dude. But looking at the business side of it, dude, they're still breaking records every single event. Like, regardless of what we as, like, you know, the hard, hardcore wrestling fans and, like, critics think of it, like, Roman is making yes. money. So I feel like in, as long as business is booming, like, why change up what's at the top? You know you what heard, I mean? You heard, uh, well, I guess the, the listeners didn't hear, but before we before we hit record on the show, we were kind of going over something, and our son was saying that he was going to induct Roman into the Hall of Fame, dude. Like, and, <laughs> and he and hates he, Roman. And he hates Roman right now. <laughs> he literally said, he, yeah. he said for the last couple months, dude, that he's, or actually since last WrestleMania was when he... Um, when he beat Cody, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He turned. He turned on Roman. Well, he turned on Roman when Roman beat up the Usos. Dude. That's right. Yeah. yeah when, when Roman, Roman turned on the when Roman turned on the Usos. Yeah. He Brett he, loves his cousins. Dude. He, he adores his cousins. Yeah. So that was like just a the point of no return for Roman. Yeah. So he he totally turned his back on Roman, and even him tonight. You know, he's every time Roman's on TV, he says, "I will no longer acknowledge Roman Reigns." And then tonight, he was talking about how he was going to induct Roman into the Hall of Fame, dude. So it just goes to show you, man, that Roman. Roman's freaking money, dude. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you another reason why I think he's going to win is I don't think they would have created the world championship for only 10 months. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I think that title is going to be around, but I mean, I think there's at least an outside shot. He beats Bruno's record, dude. That'd be crazy. I think he's got to go to 2027. 20, I don't think it's, out. I mean, they like, like Tom said, they've Gross. already come this far, dude. They've Can already come this imagine? far. Man. I think we were talking about wrestling fans. They're going to revolt, dude. I mean, you think so, but I still think people will pay big money to say they were in the building when he lost that belt, dude. You know? Yeah. I don't know, man. We'll see. Long it's, title reign, so we just ha- I mean, honestly, none of us have seen something like this in our lifetimes, dude. Like, yeah. Tom Hulk has. had it. I mean, dude, Thanks. you know, Tom maybe I'll tell us what it was like when Hulk <laughs> held the belt from you know, Hulk held it from eighty four to eighty eight, right? Uh, but that was Tom was like I in mean, high I school was, when that happened. <laughs> Yeah, WrestleMania 5, that was the first show that I have the absolute faintest memory of seeing. So, yeah, that Hulk reign, it went from before WrestleMania 1 to right before WrestleMania 4. Um, You know, the Bruno and Bob Backlund, those might as well be have happened in the fucking Stone Age, dude. Wrestling was so (laughs) different when they held those belts. Hulk's the only thing close to that, and even that was damn near 40 years ago at this point. Um, Yeah, it's something crazy. All right, uh, Marco, uh, Male Wrestler of the Year. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm with, uh, Jordan on this one. I'm going with Cody as a, uh, no, no surprise there. Uh, but only, only because of his, uh, you know, the most matches in WWE his in the modern era anyway, with 113 matches, um, in 2023. Um, I think Dominic came close, um, with 103, I believe. Um, but yeah, uh, it, he's. I mean, everything that Jordan said, just, you know, after WrestleMania, you know, you, you think he would like you kind of get buried, but just skyrocketed even more, became pretty much invincible. Um, the biggest baby face that they have right now is, I mean, for me, there's no denying that he's um, the wrestler of the year for me anyway. All right, man. I got to say, I'm really surprised that, either Jordan or Tom didn't pick this one, man. My wrestler of the year is one Maxwell 
Jacob Friedman, wow. MJF of AW. I know that's okay. probably surprising because I've been critical. You, yeah. I, I, I mean, as a fan, as what I like to see in wrestling, I haven't loved this year for MJF. I think it's been a lot of comedy, which I don't, I don't really love comedy in the main event scene. But um, if I'm taking my own personal taste out of it, this dude absolutely carried AW this year, man. From start to finish, he held, held the belt. You know, outside of the last day of the year, he was champ the entire year. Uh, put on awesome matches every time he was in the ring. And the other thing that's super impressive, he started off the year as the number one heel in the company, ended the year as, number, as the number one babyface in the company. Um, and dude, there's still a ton of talent there, but I think they would have been, they'd be in very, very bad shape if they did not have him on the roster this year, man. So oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, for me, MJF is, is male wrestler of the year. I have an honorable mention. I don't think we... All right, going to the listeners... Let's hear it. I, I think Christian Cage had an amazing year, probably the best year of his career. It was so close. He, he did. He did. Yeah, he, did. he was huge. But like, what a year that guy had. Entertaining, great matches. The the feud with Adam Copeland, just amazing. So like, like he was my close runner up. Yeah. I have to, I have to eat my words. Cause yeah, I, I, in the past I had been down on Christian, like, you know, dude, what are we doing here? You know, no, no, no shade to Christian as like, you know, his, um, talent and history as a wrestler. But yeah, there was times when I was like, dude, what are we doing? Yeah, um, he had a great year. They're he, set up for, yeah. it's going to elevate Nick Wayne out of this thing. And we already got baked in. It's going to be huge. Whenever Luchasaurus finally turns back to the mm-hmm. light and, uh, and turns on Christian. Hey, man. Qu- so, yeah, quick note, stuff. quick note before you get into the listener stuff. I just, I looked up the Roman Reigns thing for how long he needs to hold the title to pass Bruno. He needs to hold the title till middle of April of 2028. Oh my god! If he does that, so four I, more you, years. You, you have my word right here. If he still has the title in twenty twenty eight, Jordan will not be on the Chick Fil A show. <laughs> you have my word. That that is me putting in my resignation in front of all the listeners. If he still has the belt at that point, shit. If he still has the belt by twenty twenty six, I might be done with this. Jordan's putting in That's his a four long year notice, time, dude. Just dude, if he has the belt for Bruno, four how more did years, Bruno do that, dude? It was eight, it said it was nearly eight years that he held the belt. Twenty-eight or is that each run? No, he had two different reigns. Yeah, right. Bruno had two different reigns like that. He had like an eight-year reign, and then I think he had like a he, a four or five-year reign also, man. So he he had he then held the belt for a reign record of two thousand eight hundred and three days, nearly eight years long. God, dude. There's no way, dude. There's just there's, there's no way. There's no. I, I mean, I, yeah, get, I get what I Tom mean, if just nothing said. Else, I get what Tom just said. Like they didn't come this far to not come this far. Dude, four and a half more years is a long fucking time. I mean, Roman's not a young guy. He's not not a young guy, and he's already got health concerns. There's uh, there's injury risk. Uh, There's dude. There's no way that it'll be four years. Like, there's absolutely no. I I think he beats Hogan's. I think that's good enough, man. You know, you know how WWE always spins shit, anyways. I didn't mean that for Bruno's that comment. Yeah. All right, let's get into the uh, listeners. So we had three different people pick Gunther. That was definitely the most popular choice for the listeners. Zach Hurts picked Seth Rollins. Had a couple people pick Cody. Brian Vermeer picked Sami Zayn. I feel like first half of the year, I agreed, man. Sami yep. was kind of like the creative yeah. like foundation for everything happening yeah. in WWE. Uh, he's he's faded big time though. No no shame of like anything he's doing. I just yeah. feel like you know once his story kind of wrapped up when him and Kevin Owens lost those tag belts. He he's kind of faded to the background. Matt Carlos picked Roman Reigns. I thought about picking Roman, but dude, just you know, with only a handful yeah. of matches, I don't think there's any way yeah. you can justify giving him uh, wrestler of the year. And then Johnny JB also picked MJF. All right, so normally male wrestler of the year would be the main event, but with the OG fig kid here, 
We saved this one for the last event of the night. And Tom, you get to go first. Wrestling figure of the year. Okay, now, if it wasn't December, like January through November, it would have been hard to pick. But then December came, and a Coliseum collection, a new set came, and I finally got a Roddy Roddy Piper figure that looks <laughs> just like Roddy Roddy Piper. We talk about Bret Hart, but I felt like Piper always suffered from the same disease that Bret Hart figures do. They hmm. never nailed his scan. And this Piper is Roddy Roddy Piper. It's amazing. It's the most perfect figure ever. It's not only my figure of the year, but it's my favorite figure of all time. Wow. That one head sculpt, wow. it looks it looks just like that clip they always show on like any Roddy highlight film where he's like he's walking down the entranceway at Madison Square Garden, kind of shaking his head a little bit, dude. Like, yeah, it's it looks like Roddy Piper just shrunk down. Yeah, with that little smirk. Like, Love yeah, it. they they nailed it, man. It gives me hopes that maybe one day we'll get a Bret Hart scan that looks like Bret Hart. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. Uh Jordan, what's your pick, man? All right, th- this is going to be surprising and probably way off the wall, but dude, I was, Seth knows, I, I texted him the night they announced this figure. Um, I bought three of them. I just, I never thought we would get this. And this is like my jokingly, like one of like my favorite funny wrestlers, but uh, I'm going to go with uh, Heels and face, Faces Bastion Booger. I just, I, <laughs> I never thought we would get it, dude. And the way he executed it, it's absolutely it's perfect. perfect. Like, dude, it looks, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it everything about it is great. I know it's a weird choice, but dude, I was so excited for that figure no, when they a did cool it. Figure man, yeah. So uh, that was mine, and it, it felt like something we would have got in the Hasbro line if it kept going. Man. Yeah, like yeah. One of the uh, I think the big criticism on Zombies line is that they really aren't like Hasbro's. Right, they're in Hasbro scale, but they're almost like too detailed and stuff. Yeah. But I felt like he really nailed the the Hasbro feel on that that booger, uh, Marco. Yeah, with um. I'm with uh, Tom for uh, figure of the year. That's uh, that's Roddy Piper. Late entry, like he said. Um, you know, they, it just extended to that December mark, and I'm a I'm a huge I'm a huge Roddy Piper fan. Um, the kilt on it is amazing. The the belt that it comes with as well. The T-shirt, like you just said, the head sculpts. It's just you know I have him you know with the uh, like kind of like him screaming or talking if you want to say like that that head skull right now um with the microphone and him pointing it's it's just it, it's an amazing figure dude like they did i mean coliseum collection is probably like i mean the only line i'm really like completing right now and it's just each one each set just gets better um honorable mention is definitely the georgie animal steel that one's pretty yeah. awesome as well if you haven't i was really happy with that one that was kind of just a throw in i feel like i need to get it for the piper i just seeing the pictures online, I didn't think that George the Animal Steel was that big of an upgrade over the elites we've gotten of him, but really, really nice figure, man. I yeah. thought that thing was very well it's done. It's awesome. But yeah, definitely that the Roddy Piper figure. And, and if you have like the other Roddy Piper figure with the original hot rod shirt with the um like the ringer tee with the red um yeah. you know collar and stuff, you can switch it out and, and uh, it. do that as well if you need to. But yeah, this is like I said, this is amazing. Amazing figure. Uh, just like my boy Jordan, I'm leaving the uh, the Mattel uh, universe. I'm going with Powertown, Kerry Von Eric, man. 
always loved the Von Erich, especially Carrie. He was always my favorite dude. Huge Texas Tornado fan as a kid. And I really love the Power Town figures, man. I'm excited to to see what else they cook up this year. And I thought that I know the Bruiser Brody got a lot of the hype for series one, but to me, the Carrie Von Erich was a standout, dude. The head sculpt was crazy. The ring jacket they gave him was just freaking beautiful. Um, and I just really love that figure, man. Like if you told me I could only keep one figure from everything I got in the last year, it'd be that power town, Carrie Von Eric, hands down. Well, I feel like we should have probably ended the show with that. Cause mine's going to be a little bit of a, <laughs> of a blunder, but you know what? That's appropriate based oh on my pick that it's a little bit of a blunder. You but got a great pick. No, this your is, pick is great. Yeah. This is, um, just a personal like figure of the year for me. If you've listened to the Chick-fil-A show for any amount of time, you will know that I, um, you know, anytime we would be like, what are we fantasy booking for figures? I would always say that I wanted a gobbledygooker, right? Mm-hmm. Well, lo and behold, you know, and I wanted it so bad and just gave up on it that we we had a, um, a great custom. A great custom. Viking Hall Toys. Yeah, Mike Viking Kenny. Hall Toys made us just like an incredible custom that we still but have. Jordan, you got this. You got yours from Viking Hall Customs too, right? Your I did, yep. yep you, you yeah, it's like, it you know, basically like, yeah, like Nailed it, felt dude. soft goods. Like it's it's primo, dude. Would not replace that in our collection for anything. But Even, you can't be having the, ofi- yeah, the well, official. Yeah, you got the release. official Mattel gobbledygooker. Came with the egg. Came, and that's the thing. So, like, you know, it's just, it was a cool collection. It was a cool set because it was two Ultimate Editions. It was debut Undertaker and the basically, like, you know, not debut of the Gooker, but, you know, the debut of the the breaking of the egg. Oh, I guess it was yeah, debut. It was the, debut. Yeah, debut of the Gooker, yeah. yeah. You didn't show up before that egg. That's right. That egg. <laughs> that's right. So they saw, we, saw, we, saw the egg, we saw the egg before, but we didn't yeah. see that. We didn't see the Gooker. So, yeah, so it was debut of the undertaker and the gooker it's which got is a little just, cardboard survivor series platform like yeah, yeah they, they nailed it and man. they got the you know the breakaway egg um it's just a beautiful figure you get the modern gooker head that you can swap onto it um i just love it i'm so stoked that they actually did it and the way that they executed it and gave it to us in ultimate edition form so i'm going with my figure of the year was uh the gobbledygooker Sheena hit us with the the old question, the age old question: which came first, the egg or the gooker? Gooker. <laughs> 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 oh, well played, Jordan. All right, so uh, we'll so the the listeners got some good choices, man. We'll I'll throw these out and then I'll leave it to you guys to kind of just comment and let me know what you think about their choices. So Jamie Willis, he said the Chase Ultimate Edition Razor Ramon in the purple. Ooh, it's a great yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's a great good one. Yep. Actually passed on that figure, man. I I thought it wow. was I thought it was too close to the defining moments, you know, like the pink one. Yeah. And I just didn't really need it's it. Dude. Better. I, I'm, I'm it's cool. better than the defining moments. Yeah. I have both of them. It's be- definitely better. It, it is well, the best Roman uh yeah, Roman R- Razor Ramon figure ever. <laughs> Razor Roman figure. Do <laughs> you have vodka in your water? Thanks a lot, Tom and Jordan. I guess I got another, you know, sixty dollar figure I need to add to my freaking shopping list now, man. <laughs> so upset. Appreciate I might that, have guys. it like, yeah. Okay, I'll hook you up, yeah, because I, I think I feel like I need that now after hearing you guys talk so glowingly about That's it. Right. Uh, Zach Hertzler said the AEW Bunny. I think this is more of a personal pick. He said it was the first chase he ever found. Okay. I'm not a fan of them putting characters straight that up as chases. Sucks, yeah, man. I think that sucks, dude. Yeah. I, get, I get it, but I do not like it at all, man. Like it's The, the chases are too much of a pain in the ass to find, man. It's yeah. just yeah. it's Scalper's dream doing shit like that. And that is a great figure that you need. Yeah, the, the figure's yeah. awesome. Exactly. You need you that You can't figure. have Butcher and Blade without the bunny. Exactly. Yeah, and you're never going to find her, which is just BS. All right, Brett Charo, he said Elite 104, Rick Steiner. Okay. That's a good figure. I, yeah, I feel like they pick. can still do a better Rick Steiner figure yeah, than that. It was a cool figure. I feel like it was hard to get super excited about it just because they know that's not the Rick Steiner we want, dude. Yeah. We, we yeah. want 90s tag team Rick Steiner. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. 
All right. Uh, Tony Barker said the new generation retro set. This was the one with uh, Undertaker, Paul Bearer, Vader, and Jerry Lawler. I thought this was That's the best retro set they've done. Yeah. 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 Good pick. yeah. yeah, that Paul Bearer was awesome. And I love the Undertaker with the, the Phantom mask. Yeah. Uh, David says the Logan Paul Ultimate Edition. It's a great figure. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I yeah, see, the yeah. box was really cool. I mean, that, I mean, it, Jordan had super FOMO. Remember when Jordan missed out on it? I got it. <laughs> well, he thought it. he ordered it and just forgot. Oh, you ended up. Oh, yeah, that's right. You ended up getting it. That's right. I got yeah. it. So I have that one and the Cody. I think both of those are honestly a letdown to me. Like, I I thought both of those were going to be way better than they actually were. Really? I, I like the Logan. I, think I passed the Logan's on the Cody. Awesome. I thought the Logan was great, dude. Yeah, what did you not like great. about it, man? I don't know, man. There's just there's something about these these uh Mattel creations ultimates that they're doing in these whatever style box they are that oh uh, remember he's MOC I've still looked at it I've still looked at the figure relax bro like chill out I I can put another piece of tape on and nobody will even know that I opened it just relax uh I just I don't know man just these two figures I, I expected a lot more out of both of them I'm not saying the Logan's a bad figure I just I don't know I'm a little let down by both of those I think the well, Logan now, is you got you got to get the top picks because now you got to get the prime. You oh, know, God. yeah, the new top picks Logan Paul comes with a little mini prime bottle. Yeah, I'll be sure to get right on that. Yeah, what were you saying, Tom? I definitely think the Logan was better than the Cody. I was let down by the Cody, but I thought the Logan figure. Like, I'm not a Logan Paul fan. I don't care about the guy, but they nailed the figure. Yeah. I yeah, think Logan Paul's been it, great when he's in looks, WWE. I don't yeah, really, yeah, I don't care good. about him as a person or a YouTuber or whatever. All the other things that he does, but I think he's been awesome in in WWE. Oh yeah, he, he is. But like I said, I'm just not a huge fan of his. Yeah, especially. I feel like the problem with the uh, the Cody man is that the Ultimate Editions, the the biggest impact they've had on like the wrestling figure industry is they've shown us that like the plastic, like the plastic sleeve jackets with articulation, they're so far superior to like the soft goods, right? Yeah. yeah. Especially for people with, you know, jackets like the Miz or like Cody has, it's got a shit, a ton of shit going on with mm-hmm. it. Like I think the Even next like ultimate, Logan Paul. Yeah. Yeah. I think the next ultimate edition, Cody, the one from WrestleMania is going to fucking rock, dude. And I think it's going to smoke the Mattel creations. It ain't going to beat the Supreme one. See, I feel like I, I'm really interested, dude. I feel like it's going to be the first time we've had a chance to go toe to toe. Now, the thing Supreme's got for it is that you can switch out the, yeah. the legs, yeah. man. That's yeah. like a, yeah. that's that's a, a game, game changer, changer, dude. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think the Logan Paul too. If you if you want to swing the extra bucks, I'm not even sure if they actually no. He's I think he's uh, closed until uh, mid January. But uh, Curb Stomp City decals. I think when you you, you get those uh. You get the uh, Pokemon, Pokemon cards. Oh yeah, the Pokemon cards. Yeah, yeah. Th- Pokemon cards and throw them on it. It definitely it makes it it it, it makes a figure of the year probably. Yeah, yeah. the, the fact that. that they didn't do something. I know they probably they couldn't do Pokemon, but they should have done something on there. Yeah, well, I think they, they left it like, blank so that because I think they knew you know that people would go out and just get the little stickers and stuff. True, but you could. There. But I mean, you could go. But I mean, MOC people. You know, or like Why are you saying it like MOC people are bad yeah, people. You're, you're like, saying whisper, it like we're the scum of the earth. <laughs> the, the, the muggles. No, the I was, I was, world. I was looking out for you guys. I was saying that they should have done. But remember, there was no bubble on him. You could do the sticker. Oh, you could, you could. yeah. You still kept to... an MOC. Yeah, yeah no bubble. It. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. right. Might be. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, David. Man, I don't think you realize the shitstorm you're going to kick off <laughs> tossing that Logan Paul out there. Uh, Brian Vermeer and Robert Genio, they both had the Greatest Hits Ultimate Warrior. This was the one in the uh, the USA attire. Yeah. It was originally in that flashback elite line from a few years back. I think the big new one is this one. With, it was supposed to have like the lavender belt. It ended up 
you know, like being pink. a little bit more like a pinkish, but this is a great figure. I actually passed on it because I had the flashback, but I love that that warrior some uh Royal Rumble ninety one figure. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Don't hate but it. I, I still think like my favorite warrior figure last year i think this was still last year i don't know dude the time blends together i still love that we got the dingo warrior dude I yeah just, that was last yeah, year dingo warrior that was last year i agree 100 percent. i love that figure i love the deep cuts in the uh in the legends line i'm, I'm holding out hope that this year they you know uh action figure attack steve he's he's at least hinted on it on the wrestle figs message boards that it's in play i'd love to get a scott hall as the diamond stud and a uh kevin nash as Oz oh. in the uh, Legends line, man. Yeah, I, I love the awesome. secondary gimmicks type deals. We're getting fake Diesel this year. I mean, what, you know. Yeah. It, I feel like if we were getting fake Diesel, I feel like anything's on the table. Yeah. All right. Uh, Matt Carlos, he had Superstars, Mr. Perfect. I thought this was a cool figure, man. The Superstars are fun. I'd have a hard time putting a Superstars figure as my figure of the year, though. Yeah. Have you really ever good. taken off the singlet off of the Mr. Perfect to see what's underneath? His yeah, I think is? he's got black trunks underneath, right? A, it's his AEW. Yeah. AEW, yeah, he's Kurt Hennig. Yeah. A- what a great, great throwback that is. Yeah, AEW Kurt Hennig, man. I think that that'd be cool for a uh, for a AWA, legend. I was so, saying AEW. AEW. Yeah, AWA. My bad. I was like, yeah. Kurt Hennig yeah. was in AEW. I know. I was. Well, I was like, well, I was like, no. Seth and Tom know what they're talking about. I'm like, what did Tom I miss? Off. Yeah, no, AWA. <laughs> yeah, AW, AWA Kurt Hennig, uh, which would be cool. Oh, I, I, like, I still is... feel like they owe us. Like, maybe we can get his Ultimate Edition. I don't feel like they made the best Mister Perfect figure yet, dude. I, I like what they tried to do um, on that recent Legends where you could. To fold the straps down but i thought it just kind of looked kind of weird um it, when you had the straps up on it i still want like just like the the primo like home run mr perfect kurt hennig figure ultimate edition maybe one yeah. that like throws the towel out of the package or something <laughs> <laughs> i want one that's got like let's just totally change up the model dude and you can do like from the the little videos where he throws like the 60 yard pass and catches it himself man like let's find a way to do that as a figure uh, all right, and, and Johnny JB, uh, he agreed with Sheena that the Gobbledygooker was figured nice, of the year. Nice, Johnny. So that's it. That is a wrap on the uh, the fifth annual Chickies. Uh, we'll, we'll start bringing it home, man. Tom, what did you think of your, you know, you, you've been, this has been so anticipated, dude. Did your first appearance on the Chick Foley show live up to your uh, expectations? Absolutely. I love it. Let's get into the mailbag. <laughs> oh. We didn't do mailbag this, this week, this, dude. It was, spe- it was a special. It was a I special episode. I'm, we're good, we're good. Man, Tom. we skip. We're already, we're already pushing two hours just on the regular show, dude. Was, we'll bring you yeah. back. Maybe next time we do all mailbag, we can bring you back for that one. Yeah. Dude. Every couple months, we like to do an all mailbag yeah, episode. Like Fill the mailbag, the Sambro mailbag. Everybody's gonna be hitting you up for all the OnlyFans tips and tricks, dude. You know what's the best <laughs> accounts to subscribe to. How to get the discounts, how to get the free subs. <laughs> no, I could honestly say, like, I've been listening to you guys since before the Pod Foundation. Uh, I love you guys, so it meant a lot to finally be here and have me. So thank you. Uh, it means so much to me. And Pod Foundation for life. Oh, oh we, yeah, dude. Yeah, we, we love you, OG Pod Foundation's kid. been great, man. Yes. All right. Uh, that's that's a wrap for, for this episode. Sheena, hit us with some closing thoughts and we'll get out of here. I know we're a little bit late, but, uh, you know, happy new year to you all. I hope 2024 treats you all amazingly. I hope we have some incredible wrestling ahead of us and um, go out there and smash your resolutions.